Welcome back to the Say It Again podcast. It's me, your host, the late great Anthony Kane. Um, man, and is this is is this not the most hyped episode of a podcast that there has ever been? My last episode was uh, God. Oh, I I was supposed to have this open. Um, December. It's only been since December 2020. <laughs> Man, we really lost some of the best people in 2020, man. It's 2020 took a lot out of us, man. But anyway, I, uh, yeah, it's been three years. I don't want to get super into why it's been three years right now. Just honestly, cause I don't think it's interesting. I wish it was, I, w- I almost wish it was so I'd have something to talk about, but quite frankly, it's not very interesting. I think there's enough people talking online about mental health and, uh, I don't really think that, uh, I need to be the one to really add to that conversation, whatever. It's been three years. I missed it, you know, and, uh, hey, you know, it's been a while. So, uh, look, <clears throat> if you're new, let me tell you a little bit about myself. One of my favorite things, cause I've told people about having a podcast before and, you know, podcasting is so different than when I first started because fun fact, just a little fun fact about me. I actually started podcasting back in 2013. I did a, uh, I did about 50, about 50 episodes of a podcast with some friends of mine back in, uh, <laughs> back in high school I think we started it when we were well we started when I was a junior yeah 2013 yeah 2013 I think I was a junior in high school yeah and we uh, we had a podcast and I <clears throat> dread looking it up because I took the podcast down forever ago because I just cringe myself into oblivion honestly but like I still have the files and I I oh man like I, I'm always caught between like I want to listen go back kind of see how that is but then I'm also like oh dude you don't understand I was such a cringe dude until about the age of 25 and even then that's debatable but like I know everyone talks about oh I was embarrassing in high school I was cringe I was whatever but you don't understand dude I was oh boy so hearing that in a podcast form and I think I would probably sound about the same honestly I probably have more energy probably be more excited for the future and stuff but like you know, uh, I, I don't know. Be interesting. Anyway, people always talk or people have asked me before when I tell them, oh, yeah, I, I do a podcast. You know, I'm a I'm a <laughs> I'm a white guy in my mid to late 20s. Why wouldn't I have a podcast? And so they're all like, oh, dude, what's your podcast about? And then me being from like the original. I, I'm not. But, you know, I kind of came up, came up. I started when I podcasting was a different thing. And so, you know, nowadays podcasting is like a show, you know, it's like you need to, it's like a show you know what I mean? It's a, you know, you gotta like, you want to sell it, right? If you want to be successful, I don't really care. I kind of just like doing this. I kind of just like talking and I like talking to people that I know and I like talking about stuff that, and maybe it's interesting, maybe it's not, who really cares? And so I'm always just like, oh fuck. I'm just like, yeah, you know, I just kind of sit around and talk and then some people inevitably look a little disappointed <laughs> when they find out that I'm not like a, a true crime podcast or uh, I don't really have a, a <laughs> point for being here other than I like it. And that's okay. You know, listen if you like. If not, that's okay. Appreciate your time. So if, this is, if you're new here, let me, uh, let me tell you a bit about myself. My name is Anthony Kane. I am uh, not famous. I uh, <laughs> have not done that much interesting in my life I've read quite a or I've written quite a bit I've read quite a bit also I guess I write a lot and I'm always in the process of trying to make something but the universe seems to keep telling me uh you're not there yet man and that's okay um let me think I if I don't know how it's gonna look right now because I'm kind of debating with myself right now if I want to leave the old episodes up <clears throat> or if I want to just like 
do a full clean slate, you know, just like fully restart, you know, just like make this like the repilot. This is um, the first episode of season five of Community. It's like a new show, which it, it kind of is. And it's not like, you know, I'd, it's not like I would take down the episodes because there's like anything offensive or anything. It's nothing like that. It's not like I said anything that awful or cringe. It's just, I don't know. It's three years ago, dude. Like when was the, hold on. When was that first episode that I did? That had to have been like in 2019, May, 2019, man. Yeah. So I don't know. I I feel like a kind of a different person, but what I'm playing with my, what I'm playing with myself, what I'm thinking about right now is maybe taking down all the episodes aside from the last one that I did back in December, 2020, take down like all the all the all of them except for that last one and then just kind of start over and then like if i miss a week of this <clears throat> of of the podcast i can uh, upload like a retro uh episode that's kind of what i'm thinking that or i'll just leave them up i don't know I haven't really decided um so yeah i'm just a guy i just like to talk that's that's me i want to be a filmmaker i'm i'm trying and uh my filmmaking career as it were has been plagued with a lot of uh, me thinking that I was ready and uh, really ready to go. And it's not like I have written bad things or have tried to make awful things. I th- I'd like to try and make this short film, which I'm going to talk about in a sec. I'd like to make this short film, but I don't know. I just haven't been prepared, haven't been ready. And, you know, circumstances, I'm very much at the point right now where I'm just kind of like, hey, man, it'll happen when it will happen. Uh, just don't stop grinding, you know? Um so that's me. Uh, if you'll if you've listened to the last episode, because it's either going to be like I said, either all the episodes are going to go except for the last one, or they're all going to stay up. So if you've listened to the last episode, I was talking about shooting a short film. Uh, we gave it a try, man. Uh, a lot, <laughs> a lot of bullshit. Uh, COVID happened because I was like in like another peak, and you know had to change things around. And then I just kind of got to a point where I was like, you know what, I'm not really ready, and I need to uh, kind of take take a step back work on some stuff and so you know it's on the back burner unfortunately and uh that's just something that i'm shooting for i'll probably talk a little bit more about that and other projects that as i uh as we go on here uh this is just kind of a catch-up episode honestly um let's see i work uh work at a photo place that's pretty neat so i'm doing something in like the career that i want to do um you didn't ask but let's talk about shit i've been up to recently i've been recently i'm um, getting ready to shoot this uh really like really short not even a short film just like a little sketch thing here in a couple weeks that's going to be cool uh i've been playing the shit out of hogwarts legacy <laughs> that shit's fun oh my god um i've been playing the fuck out of it it's it's fun i you know my thing has always been i've always just wanted like a straight up hogwarts life sim you know you go to classes maybe there's like uh you know companions and stuff maybe you can like date or whatever i think that'd be really cool be a little boring but the thing is i i grew up on harry potter and i'm not i don't know i feel like you say that and you think of like a potter adult or something like that which is you know that's not like awful i just you know i'm not like that big of a fan i'm very much just like oh that shit was cool and the world is cool and stuff it's kind of i don't know these days i don't know i I feel like it should have stopped with those eight movies seven books eight movies but like i don't know it's still fun i just don't really keep up with it those fantastic beast movies are fucking awful though jesus christ they're fucking bad um so i've always been into the world and i actually grew up playing the uh, original harry potter games on on pc like on my my dad's laptop and stuff back in the day we're talking the sorcerer's stone 
when you're learning flipendo and then all that shit and chamber of secrets with like the <laughs> the faces that don't move until like the third or fourth game i don't think oh that's just such a classic and so like i get those feelings back i played every single one until except for i think the last two just because i didn't have a console or a pc at the time i don't think or like maybe it was like after that whole time of playing them but and you also just can't beat those original ones dude those pc ones are so much fucking fun i mean i guess the other consoles were fun too but i only played the pc i didn't have a gaming console until i was 16 so <laughs> so that's me that's that's me for well i had a i got a wii that's that's not a console though i mean come on sorry guys it's a wii sports machine that's that's all it is now <laughs> let's be honest um but yeah, and so I, I looked at, I saw this uh, Hogwarts Legacy game. I saw like the release stuff, and <clears throat> it looked cool. My whole thing was like, ah, oh, and like the more they were revealed about it, I was like, oh, I don't know, because like, and this is such like a nothing complaint. You ready for like the most nitpicky bullshit complaint that I guarantee no one else has? This is such a stupid, awful take. But I was all, <laughs> I was all mad because I was like, oh man, I like it, and the world looks cool, and all that stuff. But I just wish that like, I I didn't want another Harry Potter. If that makes sense, I wanted to just kind of have a kind of small scale story, but instead it's all like, oh, dude, you're the new savior, savior of the fucking wizarding world, and you are a chosen. You're another chosen. There's another chosen one. You know what I mean? It's one of those. I wasn't super into that. Playing it now, I'm still kind of not super into it. Whatever, because like I really just want like a small scale story. You know, maybe something like set in the castle. And what's cool about that game is that like Hogwarts itself could have been the game. And uh, I'm just sucking its dick now. But Hogwarts itself could have been the game. It's big and detailed enough. But, like, they had a whole-ass world. And that was, like, the other thing. I was like, I don't know. It just feels too much like uh, like an RPG almost. Crazy, right? But then I was like, well, I'm, at that point, you kinda, I kind of had to ask myself. Where I'm like, all right, am, are these actual complaints? Or am I just mad because it's not literally exactly the exact thing that I wanted it to be? Which isn't a fair thing to judge something on, in my opinion. And so I was like, you know what, let's give it a shot. And my girlfriend was playing it, and she convinced me to buy it too. And I was like, all right, we're going to give it a shot. And lo- and I'll be, <laughs> well, suck me silly. It's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. It's fun. I do kind of still wish you went to classes and stuff. And I'm such a fucking cuck that I like, I don't fast travel because I'm like, well, there wouldn't be that many flu passages in, in, in fucking, if you're a Hogwarts guy, if you're a Hogwarts guy, if you're a Hogwarts student, I doubt there's that many all over the world because I'm a cunt, and so whenever I need to get somewhere, I just fly on the broom. Like, if I need to go to Hogsmeade or something. Unless I'm, like, flying back and forth a billion times. Taking a sip of coffee. We're still here in the morning. What time is it? It's about 11 o'clock. It's about 11 o'clock on a Friday afternoon. Uh, What else have I been playing? Oh, uh, if you heard the last episode, I talked a lot about Cyberpunk. So I finally got back into it, and I played the fuck out of it like here's the thing i gave it enough time i gave it like a like two i literally gave it like two and a half years because i think it came out in 20 i think it came out in was it december november it was late 2020 it came out and i tried it and i'll just tell a quick story again in case you're new here i uh i was so excited for this fucking game i bought into the hype i'm a dumbass obviously because i I tell people never, you cannot buy into hype, you know, be excited for it. But, you know, for like specifically like a game, you can't think this is going to save the fucking world or anything. But I bought into it and I was like this, this, I was like, holy shit, this game's going to be badass. They got me and I got all excited. And then um, I, I played the, I was doing the Corpo route. Not like the roots really fucking matter, but um, the <laughs> I was playing the Corpo route because I thought that was interesting. And then 
So you're in like an office and you're talking to like your asshole boss or whatever and you get into like his his office and then there's like a moment where the window behind him I'm doing I'm talking with my hands like you can see me <laughs> but I uh there's a part where like uh the window behind him opens up and this is supposed to be like the big first like oh shit we're like in cyberpunk we're in night city right now and uh it opened up and there's and you know the rain didn't look very good but I was like okay that's okay I don't I'm not the kind of guy who needs like perfect graphics if the rain looks a little whack, I'm not going to cry. People will. I'm not going to cry. But then I looked down, and, like, all the cars driving around were just squares. And then I looked up, and, like, there's, like, a huge ad that has, like, these goldfish. And I imagined um, that they were supposed to look like they're swimming, <laughs> you know, kind of, like, moving and stuff. Because it's, like, going in a circle. It's, like, a classic, like, Blade Runner-style kind of ad. Um, and I imagine they were supposed to be moving, but they were just two static blocky looking fish, uh, uh, rotating. And I was like, that is really sad. I hope they'll, I was like, okay, you know, kind of a bad first impression. We'll give it a shot. And I got to, uh, I think it was right after Jackie dies, which is not a spoiler. And I hate that people said that was a spoiler at the time. I know it's three years after the fucking game came out already, but it's not a spoiler. It was in the ads. It was in all the fucking ads. Jackie died. And then people were all like, dude, don't spoil that. I'm like, wow, dude, how could I have known? I think I played till right after Jackie dies, and I just wasn't feeling it. I just could not get into it. And, like, it was so buggy. Like, holy shit. Like, what a hot take. But, like, it was so buggy and so bad. And I just gave up. I was like, that really sucks. Because I bought that on release day. And I went to my friend's house. My friends who had, like, God internet. Like, literally, like, I download like, two terabytes a second. It wasn't that. But it was very fast. And um, I went there, got that downloaded, got the day one patch. And I was like, I'm going to play the shit out of this game, dude. And then I got it. Day one, $60. And I ran back. I bought it on GOG to make absolute sure to, like, support them and, like, get it the best version. I went back home and I played it for like two hours and I never played it again. I was really, it was really sad. And then uh, cut two about two years later because I think I, I think I really went balls deep on it from like summer, summer to now or summer to uh, summer to fall, like couple, like four or five months in there, because uh, I moved into an apartment with uh, two of my friends, which I guess I should take another side tangent here. I'm sorry, uh, but. Uh, another formatting note that I had, I was I was thinking about, um, I'm thinking the format, because I would really like to just keep this weekly if I possibly can. I've been really bad about that in the past. It's my own fault. I really want to like hold my, if I'm going to do this, I really want to like actually put episodes out. Because like the, I don't know, like I said, the point isn't to like <laughs> get big or anything. I just like doing this, but if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. So put it out weekly. And so what I was kind of thinking is maybe like two solo casts a month. And then maybe like a roomy cast because I like my roommates and they're cool. I don't know. We'll see. I'm just spitballing here. Anyway, Cyberpunk. Yeah, I got really into it and I played it. I think I started the new playthrough like when we moved in here because I finally had like space for like a setup for my PC and everything. That's where I'm sitting right now. And uh, man, I got lost in it. <laughs> I really got lost in it. Uh, I think I put it almost 100 hours into it because dude i don't know why i did this but i did everything in the game i did all the ncpd dispatch things like the bullshit side not even missions you just go somewhere and shoot the guys and then like you follow through on like a case or whatever sometimes uh i did all of those there's like a hundred of them 
84 hours. Jesus Christ. That's <laughs> I know that's not like the most hours anyone's put in a game or anything, but just like, man, dude, I really I think that might be some of the that might be one of the games I've played the most. I think the record is still Persona 5. My first playthrough is about 102 hours. I love Persona 5. I'm playing it right now on my Switch actually cuz they got a Switch version out finally. Um and I never played the Royal version. Anyway, I did everything in Cyberpunk. I did all the NCPD things, which was hilarious because I did all of them and you get an achievement for uh you know doing them per um oh, what is it? Like the districts or like the different areas in the map. It's like, "Oh, you did all of them in uh in this area, in this area, in the grove, in the whatever." And then, you know, so I was like, okay. And I didn't expect there, I didn't expect you do all of them. And then you get like a gun that like is a God weapon and one shots anything in any one or like, oh my God, like the best car in the game. I wasn't expecting a reward or anything. I wasn't expecting, you know, Keanu Reeves to break character and just be like, hey player, that's fucking tight. Congrats. I'm glad you did that, man. And what an incredible time that would be. Uh, but he, <laughs> I didn't expect any reward, but all I expected was like one achievement to just be like, Hey, you did all the NCPD dispatch missions. Cause it's like, yeah, you got one for every district. And, uh, but I was like, maybe there's one big one and there was not. And the thing about cyberpunk, <laughs> it's in a playable state now. And it, I, I would recommend it. It's fun for what it is. But thing about cyberpunk is that I don't know if there is no reward or if it just bugged and I have not looked it up, I guess I could, but man, that's the thing. It's just like, that's the fun part. Anyway, it's, it was fun. I liked it. It was a really good story. I was kind of surprised. I've been trying to do the, uh, the secret ending. Um, so the way you get the secret ending, which I think is really stupid is, uh, there's like a final choice before the final mission. It's like you choose which path basically. <clears throat> And you're talking to Keanu Reeves. You're talking to Johnny Silverhand. His name's not Keanu Reeves. You're talking to Johnny Silverhand, and uh, you're on that choice screen, and you have to wait for five full in real minutes, five full real minutes, and then he gives you like the other choice, which is like, "Hey, we're gonna storm our soccer tower ourselves." I guess. I, I guess. Spoiler alert. I don't know if anyone cares. <laughs> and then you do it, and then you do that whole final mission by yourself. And um, you can't save. And if you die once, uh, that's the end of the game. And it's really difficult. <laughs> it's really hard. Because in, like, the main mission, you have people. Like, you have, like, uh, uh, companions and whatnot. You got Pan Am or you got, like, uh, Takamura or whatever. But, yeah, no, it's hard. And I tried it once. And I survived about five minutes and uh, <laughs> did not did not bring it home. But it's a fun game. I don't know. I recommend it. it. It's good. I did the Netrunner build. Um, Man, talked about Cyberpunk for way longer than I expected to. Okay, so what I wanted to do for this episode, <clears throat> we're not doing anything super deep, but uh, if you're new here, what I like to do is um, what I've, I think I did it twice before. I like to talk about all the movies that I saw over the year. I like to kind of just break down. I'll either like review them, give my thoughts, maybe tell a story or two about the movie or what I was doing around that time. Uh, I just like talking about that. Um, so we have three years of movies to catch up. <laughs> so I am literally going to sit here and uh, kind of just blast through every movie I've seen over the last three years. And um, yeah, it might be a long episode. <clears throat> That's okay. So I got, and I'm probably going to miss a couple. That's okay. Um, what I did, what I have in front of me at my desktop is I have 
three lists. I have the Wikipedia pages for the list of American films released in 2020, 2021, 2022. Um, and then I can probably talk a little bit about them. Now, you know, I'll save the 2023 movies for uh, the end of the year because I'm going to commit to this. Uh, so <clears throat> we're just going to start in 2020. I like how I started this podcast with like making a 2020 bad joke, and I hate that shit. <laughs> but... <laughs> Man, what a tough year. Oh, you hate to see it. All right. So, we're just going to get right into it. Um the gr- so first I'm not going to I'm not going to go through every single one like this, but first thing that catches my eye is The Grudge. I did not see The Grudge. Uh I don't remember if it was a remake or like an adaptation or something or a reboot. I did not see The Grudge, but I did see The Grudge uh show. I think that was a Grudge show. Yeah. I watched that with my roommate Carly and uh that was wild. Holy shit. <laughs> Because, like, it was kind of, like, ooh, kind of scary. And then, like, there's, like, oh, my God. It was, like, kind of fucked up. But we um, we were watching it, and there's, like, some really dark shit. And nothing, like, super scary happens. Like, some of some, 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 some disturbing stuff happens. And then, like, episode three or four it just takes such a holy, just such a turn. Should I talk about it? Should I spoil it? Is anyone going to watch it? I don't care. I'm going to talk about it. Homie holy shit i don't even remember it was like this guy tries to save a baby by cutting open his pregnant wife and pulling the baby out like dude it's crazy like i don't even remember if that's it but it was crazy and it like we were like whoa okay (laughs) and it took such a turn man that was fun anyway i didn't see the movie but the the show was all right and i think it was supposed to like because the ending was kind of weird i'd never seen any grudge movies or anything i think it was supposed to like end where the movie starts and we were just like, oh, okay. That's kind of cool, I guess. Um, Birds of Prey I didn't see, but I want to take this time to kind of men- shout out that uh, I'm really over superhero movies. I'm so fucking sick to death of superhero movies, and I don't care what you say about, oh, well, this one's good. This one breaks the mold. This one, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I'm done. I'm done with superhero shit. I'll see Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse is cool. I'll see, um, I'll probably see the new, uh, Superman when James Gunn gets his whole thing going. Uh, but man, dude, I'm just so sick of superheroes and I really wish that <laughs> I don't want to wish the downfall or ill will on anyone or anything, but I really wish that superhero fatigue would set in a little quicker for everybody else. Anyway, just saying, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog first list, uh, first one on the list that I've actually seen. This was a fun story. So me and my boy, Isaiah, shout out to Isaiah. We, uh, got really high <laughs> we got really high and went and saw this like we smoked uh, i think we had a couple fuzzies if you know you know <clears throat> and then took some edibles and then we went and saw this and it was in the 40x theater and i don't know if you guys have 40x theaters around where you are but the 40x theaters in my opinion are kind of lame because it's like it's supposed to like move and like like splash you with air splash you you know whatever hits you with air and like maybe it squirts a little bit of water on the back of your neck you know, it's supposed to like really get you in the movie, like really just, oh, just sell you as it, sell you in it. And like, you're there. But I, I think that's kind of gimmicky if I'm being honest. And, uh, the, what happened with ours is that we go in, we got snacks and we're toasty and we're like, we're going to watch some Sonic. It's going to be fun. And, uh, the seats were fucked up and it took them about 30 minutes into the movie. So we're talking trailers and about 20, 30 minutes into the movie and they just kept fucking bouncing around, like just slamming, not slamming, you know. Obviously, I'm embellishing a little bit, but it was very obnoxious. It was like the seat kept moving forward, kept moving back, kept like, womp, womp, womp. 
going in every different direction. Kept squirting me. It like squirts you in the back of the neck with, I think, air, and it's supposed to feel like water or something, or it's actual water. But kept squirting me, and I was like, dude, this kind of sucks. <laughs> and so that was fun. Sonic was good. Uh, it was all right. I kind of don't really like or really get. I don't like it. I don't like how people are, just suck the dick of any super or superhero, <laughs> any video game movie that's good because, oh my God, we've had so many bad video game movies in the past. And it's like, you shouldn't. Yeah, it's good. Obviously, like, why did you think that they would fuck up a Sonic the Hedgehog movie? Why did you think they would fuck up a Last of Us show? Why did you think they would fuck up Mario? You know, they're not going to fuck it up. They know they've had experience. And yeah, they've been there's still bad video game movies, but it's like, okay, yeah, it's good. It isn't particularly amazing. And I think it could be a lot better. But yeah, they made a okay (laughs) video game movie. Sonic was fine. I think it got overhyped, but it was good. And I like James Marsden. Fuck, dude, especially in, oh my God, Westworld, that show that has only one season. <laughs> Here's, okay, I don't want to, I'm not, I am not going to talk about spoilers for Westworld because, in my opinion, uh, the season one, the only season, in my opinion, is like some of the best television I've ever seen. Like, literally on par with like Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Like, that is just so fucking good. I love that first season. So, Here's the thing. I the only thing that is kind of a spoiler because I always say that like, oh, well saying that there's a twist in a movie itself is a spoiler because that defeats the purpose of a twist. What I will say though, just so that you're prepared for it, season 1 ends on a cliffhanger. Uh, don't that's okay. Don't even I'm serious, you're going to want to see what happens next. It's not worth it. It's really bad. I really <laughs> I really did not like season 2. And people are like, oh, well, if there's a bad season, you should try the next one. No, if there's a bad season of a show, I'm sorry, I'm out. That's tw- that's 10 episodes. That's like a whole chunk of the show. You're not going to win me back. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I forgot they made a The Boy too. That's weird. <laughs> that's that's weird. Uh, the Invisible Man looked interesting. I didn't see that. Guns Akimbo. I saw that. That was cool. Some of these I saw in theaters. Some of these I saw after the fact. Guns Akimbo was cool. That was that one. All you need to know is that it's about Daniel Radcliffe getting uh, pistols nailed to his hands. And it's super stylized and super like big and loud and cool. It's just so cool. I, I, I enjoyed that. It was fun. And I like Daniel Radcliffe as an actor. I think he's really good, honestly. I think that he successfully has broken away from the Harry Potter. Not stench, because I know he kind of like appreciates the role and everything. But like... I'll say Stent. Yeah, he's kind of breaking away, breaking away from the uh, uh, the um, <clears throat> Harry Potter stench, and he's kind of. I think he's just a really good actor. I recommendation, Anthony's recommendation corner. There was this. Um, I think it was a PBS. I want to say it was on PBS. It was this PBS miniseries. Or no, it was, no, it was BBC. I think. Whatever. Uh, there was a uh, miniseries on either BBC or the other one that I said uh, PBS. And it had John Hamm and Daniel Radcliffe, and it was called The Good Doctor's Notebook. Really interesting stuff. It's about this doctor who goes to, like, I think it's, I'm going to get this wrong because it's been a while since I've seen it, but I want to say he goes to Russia, and he becomes a doctor at, like, this, a living doctor at this house. And then John Hamm plays, like, him, however many, like, 20, 30 years in the future, looking back on it, and they kind of interact. And it's kind of cool because you're kind of like, oh, he's, like, interacting with his younger self in the way that, like, you would if you um, could go back in time, you know, or like sometimes 
Daniel Radcliffe and him interact. Sometimes he's just talking to him like he's all like, you're an idiot. You know, it's, it's really cool. And there, those are two of legitimately like two of my favorite actors. <laughs> I love those fools so much. John Hamm is a fucking genius. He should be Batman. Seriously. And like, I know he's talked about, oh, he's not into comic books. But if he was Batman, whew, buddy. That'd be it for me. I would I would be back into Batman because to cut ahead a little bit in these lists, I wasn't crazy about the new Batman, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, What's next? Uh, I didn't see Vivarium, but I wanted to. That looked good. Uh, dude, they can't stop making these Trolls movies, man. Seriously. I saw a trailer for another one when we went and saw uh, Super Mario Brothers. I can't believe there's another one coming. Like, holy shit. I guess they do well. I mean, I have no idea. I haven't seen them. Um, Scoob. I remember Scoob. I never saw that, but I I don't know. I feel like if you're going to do some Scooby-Doo shit, that's probably the way to do it. I have not been into Scooby-Doo, or I have not watched Scooby-Doo in a very long time. But, uh, oh, my God. Artemis Fowl, I didn't see. I don't think anyone saw. But, like, what? talk about a movie that's, like, 10 years too late, you know? Artemis Fowl comes, like, from such a specific time in young adult books where... It was, I don't know, because like when the way I think about young adult novels and that whole like era is that, and I'm probably wrong, this is just my read on it. I think of like Harry Potter as like the, that's what starts it. You know, that's like where every, every young adult novel after came from. Like, think about it. We wouldn't have Twilight without Harry Potter. We wouldn't have Hunger Games without Harry Potter, in my opinion, as far as like, uh, not narrative structure, but I guess like the whole young adult of it where it's like, you know, young people kind of put in these situations. I'm explaining this badly, but I think of that as like the number one. And then there's like a short period after of a good amount of like standouts. You know what I mean? Cause you got Artemis Fowl popped off. Um, Alex Ryder popped off. Hunger Games popped off. Twilight popped out. And I do attribute the success of Twilight partially to Harry Potter. Just in the sense of... <clears throat> I can't fucking... I, my allergies are killing me. I'm sorry. But I, I relate those to... Uh, just in the sense of... As far as getting the young adult... Uh, set, You know, kids set in like this mysterious world. And they're like a quote-unquote chosen one. There's no chosen one in Twilight. But you know what I mean? Like you're special or whatever. Set in like this fantasy world. I kind of attribute them in... I attribute the success of Twilight partially to Harry Potter in that sense. Now, I don't say that like, oh man, it would have never happened without Harry Potter. I just think that it helped. I don't think either, I, you know, Twilight's kind of whatever, Harry Potter's whatever, they're good. Um, but there were some good standouts <clears throat> in that time period because you have those and then you get like, you start to get a lot of like bad kind of follow-ups, you know what I mean? Like a lot, like uh, 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 City of Bones, or you know whatever and i haven't read them <clears throat> i just know that they're they were kind of i don't know not very good and they were kind of just trying to chase the chase that success instead of like kind of becoming their own thing and being really good and all that i'm explaining this really bad <laughs> but you know and then after like a certain time you just got a fucking deluge of bad young adult novels because man there's a lot of really bad ones out there but I think Artemis Fowl was one of the good ones, I guess. I haven't I read like three of them and they were okay, you know. <laughs> uh Tenant, can you tell I was trying to stall while I was looking for one that I'd seen? The thing about me is that uh I took kind of an L 
as far as like watching shit over, over the uh 2020 to 2022 ish about a year and a half i watched i committed to watching one piece and i got i did it i'm caught up one piece is my fa- one of my favorite things my background that i'm looking at right now on my desktop is of the thousand sunny from a little anime called one piece and i'm gonna eventually do a whole one piece episode and i'm gonna talk about it a lot but so i didn't catch a lot of things a lot of shows like dude i just now watched uh the haunting of hill house with my friend ben shout out to ben it it was good haunting of hill house was really good i mean we're talking about movies but holy shit i just gotta suck off mike flanagan's dick for a second man that fool's a good filmmaker you got haunting of hill house excellent excellent i'd legitimately give that like a nine maybe a ten you know what fuck it i liked it a lot no that no that one's a nine midnight mass is a ten i loved midnight mass blind manor it was okay my uh my and uh ben's kind of takeaway from it was the characters are really good and interesting and like charismatic i kind of would have preferred to just watch them in like a different uh kind of setting you know maybe they're just running like a business like shit i'd watch a pbs you know mid-afternoon soap opera style series about these british fools living in the 80s in a manner without ghosts i would just watch that i think that'd be cool but midnight mass oh man and then uh midnight club the midnight club or whatever is hot trash oh my god (laughs) got two episodes in and it is not good and it is not interesting and it sucks because i know maybe i should just keep giving it a shot but oh man it's really insufferable man i gotta be honest the kids are kind of annoying uh anyway tenant uh (laughs) it was good my my big takeaway from it that was like the first movie i saw uh in a long time because of the pandemic and everything so that was cool get to see like a really cinematic movie in theaters like that so like that was cool but and the movie's great and i love christopher nolan I mean, not to be like the cliche film douche, but like, I think he's just such a brilliant filmmaker. <laughs> not to be the most pretentious fuck on the planet right now, but I think he is just a fucking excellent filmmaker in basically every regard. Like, I know people like to clown on The Dark Knight for being overly complicated and like Inception and all that, but like, I don't know, dude. I think it works. I think his style is really cool. I think he really captures the feeling of like, like a cinematic experience you know what i mean and maybe it's the imax cameras but like he just crafts such a fucking powerful like mood it's so cool and inception's badass i don't know why people clown it so hard it's good i don't care what people say um i legitimately think the dark knight is one of my like the best movies ever made there was this time when my dad and i were taking a um taking a road trip to oklahoma and it takes about three days with stops Cause it takes about 24 hours. So, you know, we drove for like, I don't know, 10 hours a day or something, like nine hours a day or something like that. I watched the dark Knight twice a day for all the way there and all the way back. I watched the dark Knight twice a day. I love the dark Knight. <clears throat> so I love Christopher Nolan and I like the people he works with. I like his, like his regulars, you know, like Michael Caine and all that. Um, but I was kind of lukewarm on tenant. I thought it was okay. I thought, I realized I was watching. I was like, "Oh, this is like what people, how people see Christopher Nolan in like the complicated way." Because I don't, th- I never thought that Inception was super duper complicated. But then, like, I see Tenant, I'm like, "Oh, I get it." Because I, my thing is like, I'm sure the movie makes perfect sense to Christopher Nolan, and I'm sure he thinks it's great, and that's awesome, and I think that's great. 
because apparently he was working on it for like 20 years or something like that or he had the idea 20 years ago or something it's, i don't know something like that and so like it's cool you know i'm glad he got to make the exact movie he wanted to and didn't have to like i don't want to say dumb it down but he didn't have to like compromise it in any way he made the exact vision that he wanted to warts and all and that's tight and i love a good time travel story but i didn't get it (laughs) and like i i was talking to my roommate aaron and he loves that movie too and he like broke it down for me and i was like oh bro if i if they just made it clear like a little bit more clear that that's the plot i would not have i would like that a lot more on my first showing because it's like the people in the future gave up on the world because they destroyed it. So they're sending this super weapon back to the past to like kill themselves. Something like that. He explained it way better than me. And like knowing that doesn't mean I love the movie or anything. I think even if that was more clear, I would still kind of think it's just kind of like, it's okay. I didn't hate Tenet. I just think it was complicated for complicated sake. And I appreciate the whole you're just kind of supposed to go with it, you know? Because that's that's the thing I really don't like about film critique these days because it's like, oh, well, that wouldn't make sense or oh, my God. And it's like, dude, at a certain point, you have to realize this is a movie. This is not real. All of, A movie's job is to apologize for reality, okay? That's what a movie's for. And there are art films and there are a lot of very good movies that are more realistic and take themselves very seriously and are very good art, but it's a movie. It's not real. It doesn't have to be perfect. Um, <clears throat> I appreciate that. And I appreciate the fact that they literally say in the movie, uh, don't think about it. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not thinking about it. But like the way the film's kind of structured, I thought it kind of felt like uh, wa- uh, like falling downstairs. Not in like a, that makes it sound really awful. But to me, it's just kind of like boom, boom, boom. And I, I, lost the, I lost the plot a couple times. Maybe I'm stupid. That's okay. Uh, didn't see Bill and Ted yet. New Mutants, that movie that was being made for like a thousand years and then came out and was mid as fuck. Apparently, that'd have been cool, like a horror movie. I never saw it, but a horror movie, superhero movie. That's how you keep me interested. At least you kind of do more interesting stuff. Like I don't know if they made like a, a whole Marvel Zombies like standalone movie, that'd be cool. Um, I was just oh yeah, I'm thinking of ending things. That was really good. Um, just to keep the, uh, <coughs> just to keep the, uh, image of me being a fucking film douche. I think Charlie Kaufman is a genius. I truly believe that fool is like a, a genius. I think that this is my film hot take is that I think that objectively the best movie ever made, not like my favorite. I think the best movie ever made is Synoctiki, New York. Whew, what a fucking experience that film is and charlie kaufman's a genius writer director he's worked on crazy things he did anomalisa he did synoctiki new york he did adaptation what else did he do he did more i always attribute my keyboard is loud i always attribute uh eternal sunshine of the spotless mind to him but i don't think never mind that is right so yeah being john malkovich forgot all about being john malkovich i'm pretty sure he wrote eternal sunshine of the spotless mind He's a genius, unironically. I love that fool, and he's great. And you know what's funny? I've talked to people about this, where it's like, oh, man, if you could meet your heroes, would you? And I'm like, no. 
<laughs> and I think I actually talked about this on the very first episode of this Say It Again podcast that you're listening to right now that may or may not still be up. But I, when in meeting my heroes, nah. Because what am I going to talk to Charlie Kaufman about? And be like, hey, I want to write a movie about my hometown and people being depressed. And he's like, cool. What am I going to talk to? <laughs> what am I going to talk to Christopher Nolan about? Because as far as my own personal filmmaking uh, aspirations, I don't really crave to make big movies. At least at this point, maybe I could write a blockbuster at some point, and you know, whatever. But I don't know. So, uh, what was oh, I'm thinking of ending things was really good. I love the cast. Jesse Plemons, that dude is really good. That guy kind of came out of nowhere. He didn't come out of nowhere, but like I, I feel like I saw him in Breaking Bad. And then like two or three years went by and then he was just in like a billion things and he's good and he's really good. And he was good in like, uh, he was good in Breaking Bad obviously, but like he's really good and he was excellent. And I'm thinking of ending things and I'm thinking of ending things is a super good, super conceptual fucking film. And I fucking love the mood that it creates. Jesse Buckley. She was really good. Tony Collette, my girl, shout out to Tony Collette. I don't know her. I just fucking love her and everything that she's ever been in. I she had a kind of a smaller role in Knives Out, but I, I really enjoyed her in Knives Out. I thought she, I, I don't remember. I don't know if Knives Out is going to be on this list. I don't remember when that came out. But uh, and then David Thewlis. Oh, dude, I have I have like a list of actors and actresses that I would love to work with at some point in my life, preferably before they all die. <laughs> I'm kind of taking a while on my dreams here, but whatever. David Thewlis. Ah, oh, he's so good. If you don't know the name, he. You know, the one that, like, is the easy choice for, every, for like, everyone and how I know him best, quite frankly, as well as uh, Professor Lupin from Harry Potter. Oh, man. And as a side note, can I just say that, like, what a – and I was having this conversation. What a great exposure to, like, amazing British actors the Harry Potter movies were. Because, like, if nothing else, like, if you hate them or if you're not super into them, whatever. But, like, you have to admit they exposed a lot – of like Americans and like whole different markets to a lot of really good British actors. And I think that's absolutely worth um, praising. Sorry, I just scrolled past Mulan and I forgot about the fucking awful live action remake. Dude, what? I fucking hate Disney, man. They, these, <coughs> I hate these live action remakes. That's not a hot take. I know. I know everyone hates them. Then why do they keep fucking making money? What are they? Who's seeing them? <laughs> You know, I feel like not a lot of people know this. This is like kind of a obvious like trivia fact, but like I feel like not a lot of people know this. Did you know that li- uh, the Lion King is not live action? It's all 3D crafted uh, environments, and they were all like Disney did that thing where they like su- started sucking their own dick and talking about like oh acting like they invented the fucking thing, even though Surfs Up used the exact same technology in like 07 or whenever that movie came out. So it's not even live action. That's what's annoying to me. Because it's like, if it's not, then what are we, uh, what are we doing here? I'm looking for something else that I saw. I haven't, I didn't see a lot of movies at the end of 2020. Apparently, I thought I'd seen a lot more. Uh, Love and Monsters. I kept trying to. See, I literally tried to see Love and Monsters like six times, and then something better was always out. Oh, I'm trying to remember what else I saw here, man. What's crazy to me is that there's all these movies that I don't even remember. That's why, because a lot of them came out on Netflix. I'm pretty sure I talked about this on the last episode, but what what is with Netflix like dumping money into fucking everything? I think that the streaming world is like a good and bad thing because, yeah, on one end, you know, you can expose the world to a lot of kind of more underground things that maybe like mainstream audiences wouldn't have necessarily seen had it not been for the more easy... Um, 
way to view them. Uh, there's a word for that. I, it's it's escaped me right now, but more access to like being able to see them, more opportunities to see them. But at the same time, you're flooding the fucking market with like everything. Netflix just buys and puts out fucking anything. And that's not necessarily a good thing. Like, I don't know. I'm so split on how I feel about that because, yeah, I myself have seen a lot of like kind of more underground movies that I wouldn't have seen. Skinamarink? Brother. My brother in Christ. I think that was a 2023 movie, but I'm just going to say right now, that is the best horror movie I've ever seen in my life. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen. It's incredible. It's not for everybody. I thought it was genius, but I talked to a lot of people who thought it was kind of boring. I thought it was brilliant personally. But man, I would not have. And the thing is, dude, it was not playing locally where I live because I don't live in like L.A. It was playing, you know, every fucking movie goes through L.A. and New York, you know. And so I don't live near there. And then they were doing a showing. It did like a wider release. I think it went out to like a couple hundred theaters, like super, super limited release in theaters. And it was playing in Sacramento, I think, which is about three hours from me. And I was debating going i was trying to figure out how i could make it work but i just i just couldn't dude and so you know because of streaming i was able to like rent it on uh, amazon they had like an amazon release because it's a shutter it's like a shutter um picture and shutter's like a uh it's it's the horror streaming service basically and so you know they they distributed it and everything and so they put it on amazon i'm pretty sure amazon's their parent company and so i got to see it but at the same time and that's awesome and i i'm glad i saw it and that's awesome but like man there's just so much like garbage and movie and some movies just like don't feel special you know because it's like you think about like a uh like a big blockbuster and you used to feel like an event you know because you didn't see them all the time and now you just kind of see them all the time and every movie is just like oh it's out and like they don't a lot of them and i'm not saying this is like every movie because i'm not that guy but a lot of movies just don't stick as hard anymore you know because it's very much like all right on to the next thing on to the next thing it's like man I wish we could like, and maybe, I don't know if it's the movie's fault or the audience's fault or my fault or anything, like I did it. No, or if it's just the way I think, but I feel like a lot of movies just don't like stick as hard anymore. They're just kind of like, oh, that's cool, that's there, and then that's it. And I, I that makes me sad. I don't love that. Uh, Black Bear with Aubrey Plaza. I saw it. It was interesting. <clears throat> I thought it was a really interesting meta look, and I, I watched it, and I thought it was very meta and I could tell it was, I, I felt, and I don't know, I guess I could look at the Wikipedia, the Wikipedia page right here. But like, I don't know, to me, it felt like a very personal story, like a very, like a story that someone really wanted to tell based on like experience, I'm not saying like literally those things happened or anything, but like, I feel like it came from a very personal place. And I think that's interesting. And I think that's cool. I didn't love it. Um, it was it was okay. Aubrey Plaza is an amazing actress. God, I. It's not like I doubted her or anything, but she really sold it because she. There was like a scene where she was. Dude, I'm okay. Let me try and break down the scene for you. So she's an actress who drank herself like wasted because she thinks that her man, the director, uh, is cheating on her with the other actress that she's acting against. And so that's her character and she's playing that and it's like this super meta look and it's really intense and she played it perfectly. She was really good and she's awesome. And I think she's really going to not, I'm not going to say pop off or anything, but I think she's really going to like start being taken more seriously as like an actress because she's funny too. But I mean, she's been putting out some hella performances, man. Uh, let's see. Monster Hunter. Holy shit. I didn't see this in theaters. I watched this like, uh, I think over the uh, over the holidays this year 
like this last year because uh, me and my buddies online, we were watching all the uh, Resident Evil movies, which, look, they don't follow the games or anything, but I think they're fun. I think they're fun movies. And yeah, they're trash, but they're fun. They're fun. Who cares? I think I think people expect too much from movies these days sometimes where it's just like, oh, well, it didn't do this and this and this. It's like, hey, man, they're not trying to change the world. It's fun. We can have fun. We're allowed to have fun. Uh, Monster Hunter was not good. <laughs> Monster Hunter was not very good because um, it felt like a Monster Hunter movie for about the last 30 minutes of the movie. And then the rest of it was just Paul W.S. Anderson filming his wife, Mila Jovovich, who's awesome. I, I like Mila jo- Jovovich. Jovovich, and uh, I think she should be more stuff, but man, that movie was boring, not a lot happened, and it's like a military movie, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, oh shit, it's a, it's a fucking, oh shit, it's a, uh, 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 it's a Monster Hunter movie, and then for like the last like 30, 40 minutes, they're like, it's finally a Monster Hunter movie, it's ridiculous and awesome, and it's what I expected, but whatever, uh, not very good, uh, um, but it, I guess it's fun at the end, I guess, but I don't know. It's not really worth watching. Wonder Woman 1984 was legitimately one of the worst movies I've ever seen. God. And that's not even just because of little like superhero movies. It just was not very good. I don't think, I don't think a lot of thought was put into it. Uh, performances were good. I like Kristen Wiig. I think Kristen Wiig's really underrated and I think she should it's not like she doesn't do anything, but I think she should do more. I think she could do more dramatic roles. I think, I literally think one of the best, one of my favorite movies uh, is The Skeleton Twin, <laughs> The Skeleton Twins with her and Bill Hader. Their chemistry in that flick is just unmatched, in my in my humble opinion. Like I pr- truly, I don't think I've seen like much better chemistry than the two of them because they're both funny, but they both play like a really real and raw, sad side of it. And fuck, they're so good. I love that fucking movie. And the short film that I made with, or I want to make, <laughs> is inspired by that movie. And I just, God, I love it so much. Anyway, 1984 sucked. <laughs> Wonder Woman 1984, it was really bad. Um, let's see. That's it on 2020. We're hopping over to 2021 here. Uh, let's see. I was going to, because the, they have the top earners of the year. And I was going to read that, but now nah, let's, let's. Let's just get right into the action here with a bunch of movies that I haven't seen. Locked Down, I don't know what that is. Oh, it's the fucking... Oh, my God. Is that a fucking... Um, is that what I think it is? Yeah, it's... I don't like how movies are going to inevitably make the COVID-19 pandemic and lockdown parts of movies. I don't like that. I think that's dumb. And I really wish that we would just, like, just let it go, dude. <laughs> I just want to be dumb. I just want to not think about it, which sucks because they use that in uh, Glass Onion. But I th- I thought it worked in Glass Onion, and maybe I'm just a, a Ryan Johnson cuck boy. But I don't know. I wish they would stop doing it because, like, Karen Gillan was in this movie called uh, The Bubble, which was, like, entirely about – I don't know why I picked specifically Karen Gillan. There were a lot of actors in that movie. But um, it was all about, like, making a movie during the pandemic, and, like, that was the – as far as I saw, based on the trailers and everything that I saw, I did not see the movie, so maybe I'm wrong. But it kind of seemed like that was the entire movie. <laughs> Just like making a movie during the pandemic. And I was like, okay, yeah. It wasn't... The pandemic and lockdown was awful enough to be annoying and damaging to your mental health, but not so awful and annoying and interesting, quite frankly, to make entire movies about. 
that's me. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we really want the uh, COVID-19 pandemic uh, uh, content, but whatever. I forgot they made a Tom and Jerry movie. I think that's interesting. Oh, see, now, a lot of these movies are, like, pushed back from 2020 because I think these were all, most of these were supposed to be the, uh, like, some of the movies that came out back in 2020, and they all pushed back because of the pandemic. Coming to America, I remember that was supposed to come out. That was going to be one of those. Tom and Jerry was going to be one of those. I remember Scoob was another big one because that was supposed to come out like around the time that everything got shut down apparently. And so that was like one of the first ones to be tested on streaming. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. I'm not going to take this whole... I'm just not just going to sit here and bitch about superhero movies. But I will bitch about Zack Snyder. I think Zack Snyder is one of the worst filmmakers. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sure he's like a nice guy. I'm sure he's great. I just don't think he makes good movies, and I don't think that he can write, even though I don't think he wrote this. Either way, I don't think he can write, and I think his Watchmen was really bad. And as far as I'm concerned, a Man of, I don't know, Man of Steel was okay. Like, looking back, I think I liked it more when it first came out than I would now. But Man of Steel was interesting. Batman v Superman was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Uh, like, unironically. Uh, Watchmen was fucking awful. I uh, completely missed the point, and I think, I legitimately though, I think his best movie is Three Hundred. I, I like Three Hundred quite a bit, um, but the, I, dude, again, this is another one I didn't watch because it's four fucking hours long, and I'm not into that. And did you guys see Army of the Dead? I'm sure that's on here somewhere, but, and I'll probably wait to uh, talk about that. But God, Army of the Dead was bad, man. I don't know how people liked that. Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, oh, I skipped Nobody. Nobody was really good. Okay, here's the thing. Nobody was really good, had really good action scenes because I think a lot of people take for granted a good action scene because a lot of people will just kind of look at an action scene and be like, oh, they're fighting, that's cool, whatever. But like, nah, man, you really got to make a good action scene. The best action movie that I have ever seen in my life and I and the one that I unfairly compare all other action movies to is called The Raid Redemption. I believe it came out in 2010. <clears throat> it's a... I don't remember. It's not Korean. I don't. I'll look it up. But it's um, it's an Eastern film. The whole plot is the uh, SWAT team is fighting their way up a building to arrest a drug lord, and the action choreography is incredible, unlike anything I've ever seen, aside from maybe in the Raid Two, which is good but is a little bloated. Cause it's two and a half hours long of really good fights, and the story is kind of whatever. But the uh, <clears throat> but man, the Raid is fucking good. And nobody was really good because of that. It had some really good action scenes. Like the bus scene was awesome because I love it because like there's stakes because he 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 gets fucked up in that in that fight scene and I love that. I hate in superhero movies. <laughs> not just gonna bitch about superhero movies, but I hate how in superhero movies they're they've just become anime, and they just it, there's no stakes. Like I'll never forget the moment when I was watching Black Panther. And Black Panther takes a shotgun to the head and survives. I was like, what are we doing here? <laughs> what is the point? <laughs> why am I going to watch Invincible People fight? There's no stakes here. And that's why I liked, and maybe it's not fair to compare like a little action movie to a big superhero movie. But <sighs> it's the bus scene, man, dude. He gets the shit kicked out. He gets fucked up in that scene. And I love that part when he like empties the gun and he's like, I'm going to fuck you up. And then he immediately gets his shit rocked. I'm pretty sure he gets stabbed in that scene and everything. Oh, that's such a great movie. 
But Godzilla versus Kong was so badass. That was another one me and Isaiah saw and, and took a bunch of edibles to see. Um, that was um, holy shit. Sorry, I just saw the um, the Wikipedia. Uh, the it's the thirty sixth film in the Godzilla franchise. Man, and the twelfth film in the King Kong franchise. Wow, Godzilla versus Kong was awesome. I love these big monster movies. I loved um, King of Monsters. King of Monsters might still be the best one, followed closely by Godzilla vs. Kong. The 2014 Godzilla, I don't know. It was bad, but I, I see what they were going for. I just think it was too late to make that because, like, I don't know. I liked the scene in the 20, – we're talking about the 2014 Godzilla where they they cut away from, like, Godzilla during the very first fight scene. I thought that was funny. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And I get that they were trying to make it more of, like, a natural disaster movie than, like, a monster movie. But I was like, dude, like, it feels like you're making like a 9-11 movie like over 10 years after it happened. You know what I mean? And it's like you're not going to capture the same kind of feelings of like disaster and everything that you're going to want to try and capture. Because it was like they're trying to make a um, oh, who's that fucking guy? Roland Emmerich. They're, they're trying to make a Roland Emmerich movie like a like a um, a Moonfall or an Armageddon or you know, like a 2012 but just use monsters and it didn't super work and it was kind of lame and Godzilla was in the movie for like 20 minutes. That end scene was cool when it like ripped open the thing's mouth and like blasted the radioactive breath for the only time in that movie. Now King of Monsters though, that movie was awesome. That was so fucking badass and at the end when he goes all like super like thermonuclear and shit's just like melting around him. Holy shit dude, that scene, oh my god. And he like just eats the fucking Ghidorah head. Holy fuck, that's so badass. Godzilla versus Kong was badass too. It's get it got wild. Like they went to the Hollow Earth, which was cool. I was like, that's I didn't expect that. That's badass. Had Alexander Skarsgård. That fool's really good. Uh Brian Tyree Henry, he's really good too. I loved him in Atlanta. But I I really enjoyed Godzilla versus Kong. Like in the end, spoilers, but you should still see it anyway. The end when they uh when Godzilla fucking charges up Kong's uh um fucking sword thing oh my god badass um let's see oh i saw stowaway on netflix that was an interesting movie until the end when it just kind of stopped that's <laughs> not a joke it really does like because i was thinking like oh man we're getting ready for like the climax and they're like nope that was the climax that was the end but like well, like the cast was good like uh, anna kendrick She's good. I feel like we don't see her a lot, like too much and stuff. But like, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of appreciate that because like, I feel like she definitely, like, made her money. Like, I don't know. That sounds like bad, but like, she definitely made her money with like, Pitch Perfect and like, and Twilight and a bunch of like franchises. And she now does it with the Trolls. But like, I like seeing her in stuff like this. I thought she was really. I thought she was good. I thought she brought a kind of uh, empathy to the film that really kind of, I thought was really interesting. And the girl Tony Collette. You know Tony Collette's already there. We love her. I th- I think she might be one of the best actresses working right now, off the top of my head. She's incredible. I love her. The movie was okay. I thought the the ship and like the world and everything was interesting, and like the moral shit was interesting too. But I don't know. It, it was okay. Just don't expect an ending because there isn't one. Mortal Kombat was fun. Again, it was it was like a fine, <clears throat> it was a fine uh, video game movie. It was interesting. I, I I liked it. Had some cool kills. It was rated R, thank God. I think there should have been more fights. It was too much, like kind of setup. Honestly, if I'm being real, it was um, it was like 
because the way I heard it described, apparently they, the studio or the guy, <clears throat> like the director, wants to make like a trilogy where it'd be like post tournament, tournament, or it was like pre tournament, tournament, and then post tournament, which I guess is interesting, but you really got to make that first one like hit if you're going to keep people invested. Because, like, quite honestly, I'm not super invested. I'll probably see the second one if they end up making it. I'm not, like, insanely dying to see it or anything. But, like, I'll, I'll check it out. You know, I thought it was I thought it was fun. I thought it was kind of dumb that the main dude, his, like, power-up was just become invincible, basically. <laughs> but whatever. I've been, I've been a real cunt about power scaling and stuff ever since I got into One Piece. <laughs> like, dude, Prime Whitebeard versus Modern Kaido. Who's taking it? I'm not going to subject you guys to that yet. So up next we got Army of the Dead, which was a terrible, awful fucking movie. Oh my god. I fucking hated this movie. I can't stand Zack Snyder. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, but that movie was sucked ass. He shot like the entire thing in like this 80 millimeter lens where like everything was super close up and or like everything that wasn't in the dead center of the frame was like hella blurry, which is interesting, I guess, for a choice. I guess that's an interesting choice. I don't understand the point. I didn't understand the thematic need for it because I'm my dumbass is over here trying to analyze a Zack Snyder movie from a filmmaking point of view, thinking like, well, what does like this lens choice mean? Like, why would he choose this? And then I realized, oh, it's Zack Snyder. He probably just thought it looked cool, which is exactly what it is. And maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe I'm misinterpreting something here, but like... I don't know. What's the thematic purpose of having every having everything shot like that? Having 90% of the movie shot in that awful looking thing. Like it's cool, I guess, for like a couple scenes, but it's the whole fucking movie. And then there's like all these little implications that there's like a time loop, which I thought was really interesting, and I was like, "Oh shit, dude. Like what if it just went really like weird sci-fi and just like super out there stuff because it's already pretty out there with the dumb zombie stuff. I didn't like the zombie stuff. I thought it was kind of stupid." Oh, in the beginning. Oh, my God. That was so dumb when the fucking guy getting roadhead fucking starts a zombie apocalypse. That shit was so stupid. But I, I thought it was cool. I was like, it, it was like contained in Las Vegas. Like, I thought that was cool. I thought the sets were really cool. Like, that was all cool. I loved that. Too bad it looked like shit. Too bad it <laughs> wasn't very interesting. Too bad there's all these way cooler, more interesting things like seeded throughout the movie, like the time loop. Or, like, the fact that it's a heist movie and that kind of... Well, I mean, that part stays interesting, I guess. But, like, there's all this kind of more interesting stuff that's hinted at that they just do nothing with, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. Well, it's... You laugh because to not laugh is to cry because it could have been so much cooler. And then they're, they were talking about, like, making it, like, a whole fucking like franchise on netflix and then they made the one movie army of thieves which was like a prequel based on the 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 vault guy but like to make a movie like that would mean that the original movie where this character who i would assume would be like the most interesting character in the because you know if you're making like standalone movies for the characters in the movie i gotta really love those you know what i mean i really gotta love those characters but i don't know i thought it was kind of mid I thought he was I thought he was okay and then they made a whole movie about him and I didn't watch it cuz why would I? I'll tell you it was great though. It was John John <laughs> Dave Bautista. I love that fool. He's one of the best actors working right now. He needs to do more dramatic stuff. Quiet Place Part 2. It was okay. I think Quiet Place is a little overrated. I think it's fine, you know. I think they're all right movies. I think they're kind of just an excuse to have a billion jump scares if I'm being 
quite frank with my with my bad takes because <clears throat> that is a bad take. I'll level with you, but it's how I feel. <laughs> I don't know, because like it's just like a catalyst for like jump scares, and I don't think jump scares are like an interesting horror tactic, you know? Because like I don't know, I think the when I think of like a good jump scare i think of one without like the way i i always describe it to ben is um it's like the pa was like coming into the mixing room with like coffee and then he was like handing out the coffee and then like started to trip and then accidentally turned up every single knob and like dial turned it all the way up by accident as he was falling like and like turned everything up and that's what jump scares are but i think of like um it follows it follows had a really good jump scare in the hallway and there was like no like you know like or you know it's not a fake out like in the crazies in that 2008 crazies movie like a thousand times it's not a thousand times multiple times throughout the uh movie they do that fake out jump scare where they like a hand slams on their shoulder and they're like hey and you know it's it's just so stupid i hate that kind of shit but i don't know the world's interesting i <laughs> I know I just talked about how we should just have fun with movies, but it did kind of annoy me how like the way to beat the auditory based uh, aliens was to, you know, play a frequency. And I was like, so the military literally never thought about that. Like we went to war, like the world's destroyed because of these things. And we never thought to play a really loud frequency. That's a nitpicky bullshit thing. It's an all right movie. It's fun. Uh, two was all right. I like two as well. It's interesting. Again, I'm not, I don't know, they don't really make me particularly moist. They're just like, they're good. I think John Krasinski is a good filmmaker. I think he's a good writer. I want to see him do something else. Just because I'm not super crazy about, like, uh, I'm just not super crazy about Quiet Place. I want to see him do something else. I think it'd be cool to see him do, like, maybe a drama or something. Which I guess that is, but you know what I mean. Like a full-on, like, set in the real world. I think that'd be interesting. I think he's a really good... um, just filmmaker, writer, director, actor. I think that's like the golden, tri- the holy trilogy you want there. Holy, holy trilogy. Uh, F nine, Fast Nine. Yeah, it was it was good. It was a Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> then went to space. I'm kind of at the point, as I've mentioned multiple times, I'm kind of at the point where I will just kind of see any uh, blockbuster that's not a superhero movie at this point, and that includes uh, Fast and Furious, and they're not good movies, <laughs> but. Shit, man, they're something. They're fun. They're a lot of fun. Gunpowder Milkshake was kind of awful. I'm not going to lie. I wrote down a whole... Um, I actually watched, I was smoking while I watched it, and I did like a high commentary that I typed out. And I'll probably read that at some point. I saw it because Karen Gillan, uh, I love her, and Lena Headey, they're really good. It just... this It was cool. And like I liked this thing that they did where... Because like, this is just like a kink of mine they made every fight scene have like a different um not theme but like there was all these different ones like there's this one fight scene where she can't use her arms because she got like a numbing agent there's like another scene where she has it's like a driving action scene but she has to direct this kid on her lap where to go because it's right after the uh the arm thing you know so like each one and then there's like a library and they're pulling out books and like each book has like a different weapon and stuff like i like when each fight seems like a different self-contained thing like oh that's the that fight that's the arm fight that's the that fight that's cool but what i wasn't super crazy about was like everything else cuz like here's the thing and this might be a little nitpicky but bear with me 
So Karen Gillan is supposed to be like this crazy good assassin, right? And to the point that like the first thing that we see, uh, like her first job that we see in the movie is like described as like a massacre. Like, holy shit, she's like the best. And she's been doing this for like 15 years, right? Um, And so it's the classic thing where like, oh no, she has to kill a parent and then her the, the kid and she feels bad. And I don't really like that trope because I'm just like... <sighs> If they're if your character's been doing that for fifteen years, has that never happened? I don't know. It's a plot device. Whatever. It's not a big deal. I thought that was just kind of weak. But what I really thought was weak was that Lena Hetty comes in, who's Cersei in Game of Thrones, if you guys don't know by the name, but she she comes in at like the end. Like she comes in like after the halfway point. And I honestly I think Karen Gillan and Lena Hetty have really good chemistry, but I would have like rather watched them in a comedy. You know what I mean? Because they play mother and daughter and like, I don't know. I think I would have liked it more if they were, I would, I, and again, this is just probably me complaining about a movie because it's not what I wanted it to be, but whatever. I would have preferred to see Karen Gillan and Lita Hetty in like a, mo- a comedy together. I think that would have been fun. I think they have really good chemistry. It's an okay movie. I just think it's kind of, kind of mid. It, it was, it felt like it was trying to be John Wick too, but whatever. It could have been better. I think it would have been interesting. Uh, oh, what else? Oh, that new Escape Room movie. I never saw that. Damn. I saw the first Escape Room. It was okay. It was interesting. I would have watched that sequel, but I forgot about it. I never saw Pig, that uh, Nikki C movie. I love Nikki C. Nicolas Cage. Uh, I was, uh, I didn't see uh, Snake Eyes, but I, I've been watching the, um, <laughs> I've been watching the uh, G.I. Joe movies. Dude, G.I. Joe, those fucking 2010, the 2010 movies, ridiculous. The, um, what the fuck is that? Uh, Retaliation, G.I. Joe Retaliation. That movie is so goofy. That shit is so much fun. God, you guys got to see that movie. Just turn your brain on. It's so much fun. It's so goofy. Uh, Jungle Cruise was bad. (laughs) Obviously. I mean, of course it's going to be bad. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It was fun. I'll say it was fun. I'm not a huge Dwayne Johnson fan. Honestly, I think he kind of takes away from movies nowadays because he just kind of plays the same guy in every movie. It's the same kind of thing with Ryan Reynolds, and I know that's a hot take, but I kind of feel like Ryan Reynolds only plays Deadpool in movies. And when he's Deadpool, it's great, but when he's just a guy quipping every 10 seconds, it's, I don't know, it doesn't work as well. But Dwayne Johnson's such like a, he's such a clown. Uh, But Jungle Cruise, it was okay. It was interesting. You know, I like how it kind of, I don't know, I like that era of, adventure and stuff like the 30 it's like the mummy era you know because i just watched the mummy like that era like late 1800s early 1900s like that kind of exploring and expedition that shit's cool but the movie was kind of whatever i forgot jesse plemons was in that too holy shit (laughs) the boy the green knight that was an interesting flick Uh, that movie got stuck in my head like a good song that that and that's a good thing for me honestly like it was weird I didn't super love it when I first saw it, but it stuck in my brain, and I really thought about it a lot. And I was like, man, that was a really well-done flick. I thought it was fascinating. I'd love to get like a replica of that axe. Uh, I think Div, Dave Patel is really good. Was he in... Um, he was in Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah, that's right. Holy shit. That's where he kind of got his big start. Slumdog Millionaire was a solid movie. I, uh, I just rewatched that when I had COVID back a couple years ago captivating flick i'm kind of surprised but green knight's good it really felt like an arthurian fairy tale you know what i mean like the way it was structured and everything and that was kind of what 
you know, kind of pushed me away the first time because I was like, I don't know, this feels kind of weird. But then I kind of realized, oh, it's supposed to be like this Arthurian kind of fairy tale. That's interesting. And I uh, I liked it. And I liked kind of the world that they kind of created. They didn't really explain anything in the world. It was just kind of like, hey, here's uh, some fucking uh, giants walking around. And I thought that was cool. I liked the Suicide Squad. It was all right. You know, like I said, I'm kind of whatever. Like, I don't know, the best thing that most superhero movies get from me is kind of a lukewarm, kind of like, yeah, it was good. And that's how I feel about Suicide Squad. It was good. I think James Gunn's a good director. I think he's a good filmmaker. Um, I don't know. I think he's good. I think there were some interesting shots. There was some cool stuff in there. But, like, will I ever watch it again? Probably not. And that's kind of my thing with these movies is, like, I don't really have any desire to watch it again. But I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. I liked uh, King Shark, the most adorable fictional character ever put to film. John Cena was pretty good. I liked Idris Elba, but he's good in everything. <laughs> That's not fair. I forgot I forgot Viola Davis was even in that. Clearly, it's been a while since I've seen that. Good Lord. Scroll past a billion movies I didn't see here. <laughs> uh, Witcher Nightwear of the Wolf. I didn't see that, but... Man, such a bummer about Henry. I love Henry Cavill. He keeps losing out on these really good franchises, but man, I don't know the story, but I heard that the story with the Witcher thing was like they were taking creative liberties and he wasn't super about that. And they just couldn't come to an agree like agreement, so then he just dipped. Which whatever. I think he got cucked on DC though. I think he was a great Superman. I think that they just needed better movies and they needed to not give Zack fucking Snyder the reins to the DC universe. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure he's a fine guy. Whatever. Who cares? He's, I'm never going to meet him. Shang-Chi. God, what a mid-fucking movie that was. Like, there was some cool stuff in there. Like, there were some good action scenes that were like, oh. Because, like, I feel like Eastern movies tend to do action a lot better. Because, I don't know, a lot of American movies are just like, a lot of quick cuts and a lot of bullshit where you can't even see any of the action. Whereas... You know, the more Eastern kind of stuff, you really see it. And the choreography is really there. Like the raid, my fucking boyfriend. Maybe I will marry the raid redemption. What about it? Um, But I don't know. It's just so mid. And I hate that the MCU, oh, I like that people are starting to see it for as mid as it is. And I'm just like, this is how I've always felt since it first came out. Because <laughs> I've talked about it before, but I, I just have not. I'm just not into the MCU and I've never really been. Like I can name the the MCU movies off the top of my head that I liked. I liked the first Iron Man. I liked the first Captain America. I have not seen the second Captain America in a while, but I remember liking it. I liked the first Guardians of the Galaxy. And I liked Infinity War. And I think that's... Well, Thor Ragnarok was okay, I guess, but uh, that's it. That's, like, legit it out of 20-whatever movies. Those are, like, the only ones I really kind of dug or, like, would watch again. First Iron Man especially. I think I could watch that movie a couple times. That, that's a that's a solid flick. I hate that they just turned every suit into nanobots. I think that's hella lame, especially in Spider-Man. Like, that's so lame, dude. Um, But I don't like how every movie is just set up for more. And they're just going to try and do Endgame again. Because, like, I don't know. I don't like that feeling of, you know... Instead of like, hey, we're just making a cool thing and it'll build into its own thing. It's like, no, we're going to build this whole thing and it's going to be this and this is exactly what it's going to be. Which I realize is very much an artiste fucking aloof fucking, oh, we should protect the art of it and, you know, whatever. But like, 
I don't know. Instead of like trying to do something, you just do it. You know, that's kind of what they did. They had like a basic plan for the first part of the MCU. And now they're just kind of like, no, we're going to do it again, but bigger. It's like, all right. Uh, I saw Dear Evan Hansen with my dad, and that was a mistake. <laughs> that movie's really sad. Um, it was okay. I don't know. I think apparently it was really just like Ben Platt trying to win an Oscar because <laughs> I guess he produced it and like his family produced it and everything. That Whatever. That doesn't take anything away from it, I guess. But uh, that movie's, it was whatever. I thought the directing was kind of weird, and I think it could probably works better as a stage show did not see it as a stage show, but I'm, I feel like it probably works better. Some movies don't need to be, some musicals don't need to be movies, you know? It was really fucking sad, though, and made my dad cry, and partially me, too, because, Jesus, it, I did not expect, I'd never seen it, never really heard anything about it. But, man. Uh, let's see. Venom, Let There Be Carnage. That was a movie. That was a flick. That was, uh, <laughs> um... Jesus Christ. I always forget Andy Serkis directed that. Andy Serkis, that fool's great. Uh, I don't like Venom as a character very much. I don't think he's that interesting. I don't get why people suck his dick so hard. I thought this Let There Be Carnage movie was whack. I thought Woody Harrelson was kind of whack whack casting for Carnage. I don't know what it is, man. Those those Venom films, I'm just not super into like the character and the movies themselves and Woody Harrelson and all the, I don't know. Tom Hardy's good though. He puts on that weird ass like kind of Brook, kind of Brooklyn accent, kind of. Hey, I'm Eddie Brock. Hey, I'm, I'm Eddie Brock. I wanted to see the Many Saints of Newark. That looked cool. I, I've never seen The Sopranos, but I love that just style. That shit's so cool. Um, God's not. They need another God's not dead. Jesus, dude. Who was in that? No one I know. All right, well, whatever. Those God movies are, they worry me, man. Uh, Halloween Kills, I heard, was kind of mid. (laughs) I don't remember if it was that one or the uh, Halloween Ends. They really made those, like, back-to-back-to-back, didn't they? Jesus, dude. I never saw them, Um, but I don't know. They seemed whack. Dune, your mom. Dune, Dune was amazing. I mean, not a hot take to say. But Dune was rather excellent. I thought it was uh, very cool, nice and long. Felt like a lot of good setup, but in like a good way, if that makes sense, where it's like, oh, okay, so the next one. Because apparently he wanted to make like two or three movies like all at the same time, but like the studios were all like, hey, man, it's like a weird-ass, uh, it's popular, but it's a weird-ass sci-fi series from like the 60s or whatever. We got we can't make them all at once. And now that it did fucking awesome, of course, they're going to put like a billion bi- dollars into it, yep. Nope, they're just going to put a bunch of money into it. And I think that's cool. I, re- I really think that's nice. Um, Army of Thieves. We already talked about that one. Uh, Eternals. Uh, I saw Eternals a um, couple months after it came out. What a terrible picture that is. <laughs> I mean, I'm not just going to bitch about the MCU this entire time, but holy shit, dude. Why was it so bad? And, and the end? I We could go on a whole rant for that. I, I might just save that for when we get... Um, get my roommate on there ghostbusters afterlife i actually thought ghostbusters afterlife was really good i'm a big ghostbusters fan i've always really liked that first movie but i've always also thought that it's very it was very lightning in a bottle you know it's like try and sell that movie it's like guys hunt ghosts like they're pests bruh but the way it worked is like came out at the right time came out with the right people and it was just excellent all around and ghostbuster 2 is okay but it was just like that first proof, just like they keep trying to recapture the lightning in the bottle. And so Ghostbusters Afterlife came out, and it's like, all right, 
that's cool. It's like the uh it's like the uh like the Ghostbusters 3. It's basically just Ghostbusters 3 and I'm fine with that. It had a really good cast, had some really good um some really good character stuff and some really good like acting. I love Paul Rudd in that. He was hilarious in that. Um I loved I oh got everyone in that. Finn Wolfhart was in that. He was really good. And then the OGs. Oh man. I'd say spoiler alert, but they started putting that scene in the trailers too and it's like, bro, that's the shit that I want to see in theaters. Didn't get spoiled for me, thank God. And I thought it was awesome. I actually thought it was a really good movie. Man, I'm thinking about that movie now. I'm like, man, they fought Gozer. They did one thing I always wanted when I was a kid was like I wanted them to do cool shit with the Ghostbusters tech. Like that scene where they're driving through town in the Ecto one and they're just blasting fucking um is it Slimer? I don't know. But they're just blasting shit, uh <laughs> blasting the rays everywhere. Ah, oh, this is so badass and just made the kid in me really pick up. Because I grew up watching Ghostbusters. You know, I'm uh I'm basically like a an eighties kid who grew up in the uh, you know it was just exposure to that kind of content early on in life. Uh let's see. House of Gucci. House of Gucci was all right. Well, it was okay. I thought House of Gucci could have been a little better. I thought it was kind of boring. I'm not going to lie. The casting was good. You know, Lady Gaga, she's good. Jared Leto was actually really good. And I'm usually kind of whatever on Jared Leto. I think he's kind of a clown. I'm sure he's nice, but he seems gives me clown energy. Uh, and he's like, he's okay in things. You know, he's he's pretty good. I really liked him in, um, <clears throat> oh, what was that one? Dallas Buyers Club. I was going to say the AIDS movie. That's not, no. Um Dallas Buyers Club. He was really good. He was really good in that. And I thought he was excellent in this one. He had like a fat suit. Didn't even look like him. And he just played this character so well. And I love the Italians. Hey, it's my beautiful niece. Hey, oh, this is, you're, you're, you're cast out from Aphrodite, by Aphrodite yourself. My beautiful niece. Hey, come here. And, you know, kiss him on the cheek. And the costumes were out of control. Like all the Gucci shit was out of control. Adam Driver was really good. But, I mean, no. No question. Um... God, I didn't know. I guess I knew. I guess I forgot. Ridley Scott directed that. Huh. Weird. Um, Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Look, I've not played any Resident Evil games. Sorry. I played a little bit of 7 and a little bit of 8, but I never played like the originals and stuff. So, you know, I, I know the story. I want to play the remakes at some point, but right now I'm just kind of like, I don't know, whatever. But I thought that... I thought this was a fun movie. I know my friends that are big fans of Resident Evil would disagree with me. I thought it was fun. I thought it was a good time. Uh, it like worked in like two games at once, which was funny. I like the cast. Casting was good enough. You know, like I said, I don't know the games very well, but uh, you know, for what it was, for like the movie itself, I was like, all right, yeah, it's good. I thought it was fun. I thought it was very cool. With like really leaned in like the zombie stuff in the beginning, and then like. By the end, it was like setting up them going to Raccoon City. Oh, oh man. I thought it was fun. Um, West Side Story, I saw about half, or I saw, I saw right up to about where they do the knife fight. Um, <laughs> because I had to take a phone call and it was like important. So I, <laughs> I missed like the whole end of the movie. Or like I missed all of that until the very end when, um, when Ansel Elgort, I don't remember his character, when he gets iced. Man, it was good. Steven Spielberg, and I've realized that it's the same thing that I was just saying with Christopher Nolan. He really captures like that cinematic feel, you know, in a movie. It's like you're watching a movie and you're like, oh, this is a movie. You know what I mean? The sets are really good. I love the way it was shot. I like the cast. I thought it was really, oh, man. Because I'd never seen um, West Side Story. Like, I know Romeo and Juliet, but I'd never seen West Side Story. The songs are really good, honestly. I liked a lot of the sequences. I liked the beginning. 
I liked the um oh what was the fucking oh it was um where they're like in the police station and they just start tearing it up and they have old dance sequence. I thought that was cool. I'm a big slut for musicals. I don't know if you uh I don't know if you're aware, but <laughs> I'm a big slut for musicals. I actually just rewatched. Can I complain about something random right now? Uh I was so so Guys and Dolls is one of my favorite musicals. I like the songs a lot. I like the sequences. I think it's really fun. Uh, I like the movie a lot. I haven't seen it. I think I saw it live once at a community theater, but I want to. I want to see it again. But I, I'm more been more exposed to like the movie, and with uh, Marlon Brando and Frank Sinatra, it's good. It's fun. Uh, but I'm so pissed because back in 2010, like 2009, 2010 area, there were rumors that they were going to make another Guys and Dolls, and it was going to have Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Channing Tatum. And that would have been so good. That would have been so perfect. And they just never did it. Or maybe they're still talking about it. And they just never got to it. Um, I'll even look it up right now. But, man, I can't believe that we missed out on that. Like, imagine if that had happened right then, around that time, at um, in the 2010s, with those two at, like, their peak. Holy shit, dude. Channing, I can't type with one hand. Let's see if we find anything. All right. Channing Dedham. Channing Dedham. Uh, this is an article from 2013, and it's just like, hey, this could happen. Oh, man. I would. Anyway, I want to see that, and I'll still push for that. Uh, next movie was uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. We're just going in release order. <clears throat> no Way Home was fun. It was good. I liked, um, I don't know. I have such big issue with the, the MCU Spider-Man. I think he's just so whack. I think Tom Holland's a good actor. I just don't like the way they do Spider-Man in the MCU personally. I think he's a little too. And everyone like says he's like the best adaptation of Spider-Man. I don't know if I would agree. Um, but this was the movie that made me realize, oh, he is a good Spider-Man actually. Because, you know, with like everyone in the world saw this movie, so I'm not going to say spoilers. But when Aunt May dies and you realize that's like his Uncle Ben, like it's pretty powerful stuff. I'm not going to lie. He, uh, he really sold it. I loved his kind of arc. I loved him by the end when he's like actually Spider-Man <laughs> and he's got like just a normal ass suit and he's just like poor and he's just finally, finally at the point of where I want Spider-Man to be. <laughs> and they just, it took three movies to get to that point. And yeah, the, you know, the jokes are true that the best parts of the movie have nothing to do with the MCU. It's all the fan service stuff and it it's good. It's like, it's fun stuff. I love Andrew Garfield. I love Tobey Maguire. When uh, Andrew Garfield saved uh, MJ from falling, that scene makes me cry every time. I can't help it. Uh, I don't know. It was good. And I loved Alfred Molina. I just think he's great. And I've always loved his Doc Ock. Hmm. I might watch. I don't know. I was going to say, oh, I might watch that again. But I don't know. if. I don't know. If I were to watch it again, I'd probably skip the whole first half, quite honestly, because I do not care. I would probably fast forward to, man, I would even, I would honestly probably say fast forward to the Ant Maid, or no, fast forward to the apartment fight scene, because that scene's cool, and then just watch it from there, because the rest is just kind of, kind of whatever. I'm trying to even remember what happened at the beginning. There's a bunch of MCU bullshit. You get the character reveals. That was one of those movies that you see in theaters. And I know people have talked about this, but you ever watch these movies again, and you realize they were designed to be seen in a theater with a bunch of people? Like, there's all these, like, awkward pauses. (laughs) All these awkward pauses after, like, big, like, reveals and stuff. And it's because, you know, people clap in the theaters. But then, like, you watch it again by yourself at home on your phone. 
and you know oh fuck like <laughs> the slow pan to reveal daredevil is just like oh <laughs> you know it's just shit like that i don't know i don't like the way that movies get made that way sometimes because i think the re the rewatch value kind of goes down but no way home was solid i still prefer spider-verse spider-verse is just way cooler and especially with the new one oh that looks it looks i hope that movie's really good and it's a two-parter oh dude nightmare alley was solid Nightmare Alley kind of snuck up on me because I didn't know I'd never seen any th- trailers or anything on it. I just saw like some posters. It was good. I thought Bradley Cooper was really good. I think he could have won an Oscar for that. It's really sad, but it just proved to me I was like, man, this Guillermo del Toro guy, he really wants to make a Bioshock movie, <laughs> and it'd be good. And they were talking about doing that years ago, and he was attached, and oh, or he wants to do it, or he said he wanted to do it, or something like that. But God damn it, man, I would have watched the shit. I would watch the shit out of that. Uh, let's see here. Matrix Resurrections. Yikes. <laughs> Man, what a bad movie. I like I like the Matrix movies. I like the first one. I think the next ones get kind of, I don't know. But this one was just straight bad. Holy shit. And I know like the whole argument is, well, they were going to make it anyway. But I'm like, why? <laughs> why? It was really bad. And I'm just, I don't know, man. Like It was really weird. And it was like, oh, you're alive still. Except we're keeping you alive for some reason. I don't know. It was bad. <laughs> it just made me mad. I wanted to see the tragedy of Macbeth, but I was never playing when I got to see it. When I was able to see it, it played in my local theaters for like two minutes. Uh, let's see. Was that a... Uh, man, I think that was it. Because then my next list is 2023. Wow. Did I? Oh no, no, I, I, <laughs> I accidentally closed the uh, 2022. All right, so that was 2021. So 2022, last year. Let's see what we got going on here. All right, so up first, Scream. I, dude, they're making all these Scream movies. That's fucking crazy. I haven't seen Scream. I, I really would like to, honestly. But I mean, there's so many, and they keep like coming out, which sounds like such a stupid thing to say, but it's true. Like. <laughs> there's like six now and like man they started in the 90s it's cool uh let's see jackass forever that was without a doubt one of the best theater going experiences of my entire life like the movie was fun but like the experience was so much fun i'd never i've never gotten to see a jackass movie in theaters because i was like fuck, i think the third one came out when i was like in eighth grade like legitimately which is nuts to me and so, like, I always heard people be like, oh, dude, we went and saw it. And because my parents would never fucking let me see it. And honestly, I didn't know if I wanted to back then. Um, they were like, oh, dude, we just saw this. Oh, it was crazy. Oh, my God. And they fucking did all this shit. And they would always talk about it. And I saw it eventually. And I was like, yeah, I like Jackass. Jackass is good. And so then I finally got to see Jackass in theaters with, like, a room full of people. And I was, like, really drunk. <laughs> Oh, man, that was, oh, what were we doing? I think we were at this uh, Korean place, and they used to do um, deals on sake bombs, and so we drank a bunch of those. And then I uh, went and saw a movie, and uh, <laughs> I was pretty drunk, and we were, I was just laughing my head off, and everyone was laughing and reacting, and it was just, it was so good. It was so much fun, and it was just like a classic, just you go and you just, yeah, it was just, it was an experience. I will never... I'm sure I'll have other great theater-going experiences, but that's one of the best. That goes down in history as, like, one of the, if not the best, theater-going experiences that I have ever had. Uh, Up next was Moonfall. (laughs) 
Moonfall, I saw, I streamed that on um, on something a couple months ago. Didn't catch that one in theaters. Holy shit. You want to talk about a movie right now? Roland Emmerich knocked it out of the park. It's like, hey, we're going to destroy like the East Coast. We're going to destroy the, the fucking country. We're going to destroy the world. We're going to destroy the world with the moon. Like, bruh. <laughs> that movie is so much fun. And it is so much... Not, I don't want to say deep, but there's so much more to it than you think. Should I spoil it? I'm not going to spoil it, but it stuff involves aliens, kind of, which I guess is kind of a spoiler, but still, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. It's aliens, kind of, and that's all you need to know. Uh, the moon starts uh, orbiting close to the Earth. It gets like knocked out of orbit and starts coming to the Earth, and the destruction scenes are insane. It's incredible. And uh, that's when I would watch again. I'm not even. I'm not even kidding. I'll, I would watch it. I would and will watch that again. Let's see. Just ones that I remember. Death on the Nile. I heard those uh, Agatha Christie movie adaptations were kind of mid. Marry Me <clears throat> looked interesting because. Fun fact about me: one of my like kinks is uh, rom coms, specifically from the 2000, 2000s, 2010s. Just the goofy shit, you know, where it's like, oh, he's a. You know, a guy. I'm trying to think of like a good example. I just watched um, Maid of Honor, like M A D E of Honor, and that had Patrick Dempsey and Michelle Monaghan, or Monaghan. I don't know how you say her name. Uh, it had them, and you know, it's like, oh, they're best friends, and then she f- falls in love, and then he starts to realize that he had feelings for her the whole time, and you know, that kind of shit. I love that shit. And Marry Me looked like one of those movies taken from like the 2010s 2000s and plopped in 2022 and i still need to watch that i think it streams on amazon i might watch that after i'm done with this podcast actually uh let's see we got tall girl 2 can't believe that actually exists fistful of vengeance did i see that no i wanted to it's got the guy from the raid oh shit fistful of vengeance got the uh main lead dude from the raid what's his name give him some credit i'm not going to pronounce this right eco Always, not pronouncing that right. He's incredible though. Uncharted. I actually saw Uncharted. Here's the thing. Get ready to eviscerate me, but I don't really like the Uncharted games very much. I think Nathan Nathan Drake's is kind of just a fucking cunt, and I just every time he dies in game, I get excited. Except for the fourth one, I like the fourth one quite a bit. I've played it a bunch of times, but it's just fun to play. Nathan Drake's still kind of whatever. So I was kind of like not super duper invested in this. I still think the casting of Tom Holland as the lead was weird. Kind of like why I still think Mark Wahlberg would have been good. Or, you know, the dream, Nathan uh, Nathan Fillion, of course, which I think they should have just done, but they didn't. Anyway, I liked Uncharted a lot. I like big set pieces. I thought it was fun, like the end where they're f- they're fighting on pirate ships in the air because they're being airlifted out of this, like wherever they are. That shit is so much fun. That shit is so cool. I just think that shit's so cool. I love a big set piece like that. I'm trying to think of other... There were a lot of other ones. I'm trying to remember. I'm sure... Yeah, I know. So good that I f- forgot most of them. But it was very much like the games. It's like these big, crazy set pieces. And that's all I want in an action movie. It's cool enough fight scenes. Like the scene where he goes flying out of the plane was cool. Oh, man. Uh Oh, boy. The Cursed. The Cursed was like one of the worst movies I saw last year. It was... And all these fucking reviews are like, it's one of the best horror films of the year. That shit was bad. I don't like a lot of horror movies these days because the way that they're made is just garbage, dude. Because it's like, it's so much the, 
show or it's like oh the less we show the more your imagination has to work overdrive which works however i'm gonna now be the asshole to say that that can be a crutch and can be a crutch to just not do anything interesting or scary which is what the curse did and it just it's werewolves pretty much it's not werewolves but it's kind of werewolves but it was like inch i liked the beginning how it's like you see like the them getting cursed and then from the cursed you see them getting cursed and then shit goes bad but then it's like all build up i don't like horror movies where it's like all entirely build up until like the last like 10 minutes and then it's like oh cool there's finally like some actually interesting interesting stuff happening and like there's tension sure but it's just not my kind of horror i guess i thought the curse was very horrible i thought that was kind of flaming hot trash but whatever i hope this guy i hope they do uh better on the next one wasn't for me is the point let's see uh cyrano i didn't see but i saw a billion ads for it i wonder how that did actually I'm not, i don't care the batman wasn't wild about it did not like it did not really care for it personally it felt like two movies and uh it should not have been that long they should have picked a lane and just gone with it. They should have either done the Riddler or the mob stuff, but they're trying to set up a whole new like universe now or like a whole new world. So they did way too much. They did way too fucking much at the um, at the expense of like cohesiveness because it's a fucking long movie. And look, movies, I I don't know. It's annoying when a movie is that long, but at the same time, a a good movie if it needs to be long, you know, obviously that's as long as it needs to be. But at the same time, it's like, dude, like, I got a life, you know? Like, I can't spend three hours watching a movie. And, yeah, I know The Dark Knight is also incredibly long. It's, like, two and a half hours long. But, like, I don't know. I just feel like that movie flows better. The Batman, I like what they're going for. But I just felt, like, a little unfocused. And I've I've always been, I've always had the opinion that, and this is not possible, but I always have the opinion that this would have been a better miniseries. Like, if you'd made the Batman into, like, an eight-episode thing, I think that would have been the better move. I think that Batman kind of works better that way, especially in this sense when you're trying to set up, like, a billion things. And they are. You know, you're trying to set up all the mob characters. You're trying to set up a bunch of supervillains. You're trying to set up... You're trying to set up this new Bat... Well, okay. Well, you're trying to set up Penguin, Riddler, every mob guy, Catwoman, uh, like, this entire new universe in one movie... And then it was so weird because I remember we got to the end of the mob scene, scene the whole that whole bit, you know, after Falcone dies or whatever. I don't even remember because it was so fucking long. And we get to that, and I like it feels like the end. And then I lean over to my friend and I laughed, or I looked at my phone and I was laughing. And um, <laughs> I was, t- and my friend was my friend James. Shout out James. He's half, he was like, what you, what's, what's so funny? And I was like, movie's half over. <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah, we have the whole Riddler side of the movie to fucking deal with. And I'm like, dude, just pick one. I think it would have worked way better if you just pick one, not make it three hours long. I'll give you two and a half. But once you're pushing past that, it's like, dog, we got to we gotta wrap this up. Uh, I don't know. I just wasn't super into it. I thought Robert Pattinson was good. But here's my thing. I don't like that. Um, I don't know if it's the director, the actor, the writer, the studio, whatever. But whoever decided to just focus on like making the heroes just the heroes and not worrying about like the uh, their origin or their like their alter egos you know because um i think about batman in specific 
because I f- well, my problem with the Spider-Man MCU is that they just made him Spider-Man without Peter Parker, and that's why I liked No Way Home because it was felt like you know we had Peter Parker in it too now finally, and it's the same thing with Batman. They tend to make Batman just Batman and not really think about Bruce Wayne, which I think uh, Christopher not Christopher Nolan um, Christian Bale. I thought he did very well with that. I thought he kind of made a distinct, especially in Batman Begins, <clears throat> he made like a distinct Batman and Bruce Wayne. Because the thing is, Bruce Wayne's supposed to be like this big fucking dip-ass billionaire playboy who's just an asshole. Because he's not supposed to be like the kind of guy that you would expect to be Batman, to take on the war on crime, you know? And so, I don't know. And look, I'm not saying like I want to see like the Batman origin again. But like, I feel like the reason that we always got so many origin stories is that I think it invests you in the character and invests you in that version of the character too. Like I know everyone memes on the Spider-Man origin story, but I think we needed it for the MCU because he, that's the whole fucking reason that any of these superheroes become superheroes because of who they are and what happens to them. And not just like, you know, Hey, I'm a rich guy. I fucking hate Tony Stark, by the way, that's probably one of my hottest, entertainment takes i think he's one of the worst characters i think he's such a punchable guy i mean it's great you know i love uh robert downey jr and i love him as him but i just god he's just such a punchable dude isn't he <laughs> everything everywhere all at once is one of the best movies i've ever seen <laughs> no question at all touches me every time i can't make it through that movie without bawling my eyes out it's embarrassing um really powerful stuff i think i think it's really powerful and i think i think it's a good i think it's the movie that we need i think it's the movie a lot of people need to see, and uh, I'm not going to say it's going to change your life or anything, but I think it's uh, it's powerful, and I think it's, uh, I don't know, it's just good. It's just like love. It's like a hug as a movie. It's incredible stuff, God. Um, just like Morbius, <laughs> which I also saw, and that was a streamer that I watched uh, long after it uh, <laughs> came out. It was bad. I don't even want to fucking talk about it. <laughs> it's just bad. Hey, there's the bubble, that movie where they're like, hey, remember COVID? Remember that COVID was a thing? Um, I don't I don't want to fucking look into it. Uh, Sonic 2, didn't even see. I heard it was good. I actually wanted to see that movie Ambulance by Michael Bay. I thought that looked interesting, unfortunately. I, I'm sure it was bad, let's be honest, but I'll still give it a shot sometime. Fantastic Beast, Secret of Dumbledore. Of course, we didn't see that. Why would you? Uh <laughs> The Northman. The Northman was really cool. I thought it was really interesting. I re- thought it was really cool. The not the world they created because it's very based historically. I think, but like God, it was just so cool. Like I love. Oh man, this one I don't want to spoil, but it's. I just love the story that they told and like the realization that happens in the main character towards the end. Not spoiling it. Just saying, I thought it was very powerful and a cool way to uh, twist that kind of journey. If that makes sense. This doesn't make sense if you haven't seen it. Maybe it makes sense if you've seen it, but I, oh, it's just love love what they did with that. I thought Alexander Skarsgård was excellent. That's like the most cut motherfucker I've ever seen in this world. That dude is so ripped. It's insane. Did you see that Tarzan movie he was in? It's not very good, but I believe that's him in that. And he is so fucking like cut. It's ridiculous. I bet he has to be like dumb dehydrated to uh, make that shit pop. Let's see. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. I'll be honest, they almost got me. I kind of wanted to see that because Sam Raimi, I like Sam Raimi. Big fan of the Evil Dead, but I couldn't do it, man. I was like, I don't want to fucking sit through another fucking 
MCU movie. And then they brought in like Professor X and Fantastic Four from other universes or Mr. Fantastic, I mean, from other universes. And I'm just like, I don't know, dude. It just screams, I don't know. It seems desperate. I don't know. That's me. Top Gun Maverick was really good. I love, dude, who would have thought that the uh, the fucking Jet movie would be like one of my favorite movies of this last year? Good God. That was incredible. And I, I was on a big Tom Cruise kick this last year, dude. I watched all the Mission Impossible movies for the first time. Love them. Great blockbusters. Great action. I watched uh, Top Gun Maverick. Got really into that. I love that movie, dude. God, I'm just sorry. I'm thinking about the jet scenes. Or like the movie starts with him hitting Mach 10. Oh, dude. If you haven't seen Top Gun Maverick, yeah, you know, whatever. It's America propaganda, but it's cool. It's fun. I mean, who cares, dude? It's cool. It's a cool, cool jet movie. Let's see what else we got. Crimes of the Future I wanted to see, but I never got around to. It was in theaters here for like a second. Jurassic World Dominion was such flaming hot trash, and it makes me mad that that's where the uh, <laughs> the franchise is now. And uh, it sucks because Jurassic Park is debatably my favorite movie. Catch me on the right time of day, and I, I would say that that is my favorite movie. And these Jurassic World movies are just ass, dude. God, they're so bad. And I thought Jurassic Park 3 was bad. I look at that movie, I don't even hate it anymore. I used to really dislike it, but now I'm like, fuck, compared to everything else. And Jurassic World Dominion was supposed to be like the movie that uh, Colin Trevorrow wanted to make, but it was bad. It's trash, because like, the way I always heard is that he wanted to like, make the movie of dinosaurs in you know like modern day, and it's that movie for like 10 minutes, and then it becomes like, hey, what if we genetically made locusts to eat stuff? Also, there's dinosaurs here. It's weird. I, it's bad. And I hate how they got Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, and Sam Neill. I hate that they got them back. And then, like, I love the trailer that I saw a trillion times where they're just like, Ellie Sadler, Alan Grant. And it's like, God. From, from Jurassic Park, 1990, whenever that movie came out. <laughs> Holy shit. And then there's, like, that scene, which is one of the coolest scenes as far as action goes but it's such a lame ass scene where they they meet up with the new cast and there's like that scene where they both they kind of like meet up and i'm this is supposed to be like the big like oh shit the heroes you know and love today are back with the heroes you knew and loved back then and it's the team up of the century and i was supposed to like come apparently but it did nothing for me (laughs) god oh that movie was so bad uh, I just want them to stop making Jurassic Park shit. Or if they're going to do it, do it good. My buddy Ben was talking about, um, he was saying like a prequel set on the other island, like the breeding island. Isla, uh, it's not Nublar. I think Nublar is the one they're on. I don't know. I don't remember. I'm such a big fan that I don't remember the names. But the uh, he was saying that'd be cool. And I'm like, that's a badass idea. Same with uh, Camp Cretaceous. I've been watching that show. It's fucking good. I don't care. I thought it was good. If I was a kid, that'd be like my favorite show. Oh my god, I would be all over that. I hate it. All these good movies don't come out. All the shit that I wanted when I was a kid comes out when I'm 27, dude. It's so sad. Uh, Lightyear was really mid. <laughs> More like mid-year. More like light mid. Am I right? I don't know. They did this thing where in the beginning of the movie, it's all like in 1990-whatever. Andy saw a movie with Buzz Lightyear, and this is that movie. And this might sound nitpicky, but bear with me here. Uh, it's not. It's a it's a modern movie 
made today. And so I was thinking, like, I don't know, wouldn't it be cool if they did, like, made just a tongue-in-cheek, like, goofy sci-fi movie that would have been from the 90s and made that, like, the Lightyear movie? That would have been cool. Because as it stands, I found it really mid. Like, I think Chris Evans is good, but it just felt so, like, modern. Not in, like, a bad way. It just felt, like, super modern than for what they were kind of, like, going for with that. Because, like, I don't know, if you want that to be the movie, make it, you know... I don't know, make it feel more like what it felt like. Because, you know, if I were to watch that, I would be like, no, this doesn't feel like Buzz Lightyear at all. This feels like someone wanted to make a Buzz Lightyear origin story, which is fine. But don't make that distinction of like, oh, this is the movie that Andy saw. When it's like, no. That sounds so stupid saying it out loud. But like, I don't know, it just didn't sit right with me. And I wasn't wild about it. And I didn't really like the end. Like how Zerg was just future him. Spoilers, it's not very good, but it's future him. And it ends up being a meditation on uh, giving up your dreams or like the, that you don't have to be perfect or remembered or whatever. I don't know. It was weird. I, I didn't like the messaging a whole bunch. I think it could have been a lot better. Or if they just made like a sci-fi thing, like a standalone thing, but they'll never do that. I liked it for being a standalone like sci-fi thing. I have the same thing with um, sci-fi movies, how I'm like, it, I'll give anything that's not Star Wars a chance just because I'm not super into Star Wars. I don't hate it. It's just not for me. I'm not super into it. Uh, Spiderhead, that movie with uh, Miles Spiders, Spiderhead, that movie with uh, Miles Teller and Chris Hemsworth. It was mid. It felt like a long Black Mirror episode, and that's all it should have been because it just kind of ends, and it's like, oh, I don't know. It it the area is really cool. Like the sets are really nice and everything, and the acting's good. It just felt weird. It felt like they didn't have a lot to go on as far as like. Uh, material and then they just kind of made this kind of drawn out movie that just kind of stops and it's like oh it should have just been a black mirror episode or like 30 or like maybe an hour 45 to an hour tops let's see elvis was good i liked elvis quite a bit um baz lerman he's an acquired taste i think i uh, (laughs) i don't love him but i don't really hate him i think he makes interesting choices as a filmmaker i think moulin rouge is kind of a mess it's solid It, it is a mess though um what was the other one he did that i liked? uh great gatsby i liked his great gatsby quite a bit i uh thought that the usage of the um like the really over the top cgi and camera work really worked with that kind of like fit like that kind of world about like the excess of the 20s and like the whole messaging behind it and i thought his great gatsby was really good elvis was good had some weird editing in there i'm not gonna lie i think that's just baz Luhrmann's style though he um it's a lot of quick cuts and like really like moving fast. And I think it could have just, I think it would have worked better in like a different framing device. Cause the whole framing device is like his manager who like took a bunch of his money looking back on their career on his deathbed, which I think is kind of an interesting, it's an interesting choice for a framing device. It's not what I would have gone with. I would have just told the story of Elvis in like that exaggerated kind of way personally, but whatever. It's interesting. I liked it. I think, um, that kid, uh, that kid, he's probably older than me. That kid, uh, Austin Butler, he's really good. I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna be one to watch, honestly. Okay, yeah, I'm just making sure that fool's older than me. He's 31. Does not look 31. Looks great. Uh, I heard the Black Phone was really good. It's another one I missed. Sea uh, Beast. I wanted to see. I don't know, just like a good-looking animated film, even if it is Netflix. <laughs> I'm not even against Netflix. I just, I don't know. 
I just don't like streaming services right now. Oh, Thor Love and Thunder. That movie was fucking awful, too. <laughs> God damn it, dude. The MCU, more like the MC bad. Am I right? Um, oh, God, Such a stupid movie. That was such a stupid fucking movie. Uh, my friend walked out on it, and I was like, I wish I had, honestly. You're not missing anything. Uh, the Gray Man. The Gray Man was good. That was another action movie that I liked that had a lot of each fight scene was kind of like individual like oh there's the firework scene oh there's or the firework fight scene oh there's the uh the skydiving scene a lot of really cool like set pieces and i love the cast i like ryan gosling chris evans anya de armas they're all really good i thought they're really good in that movie i thought uh, chris evans was great i actually really like chris evans a lot as an actor and i think that now that he's kind of basically out of the mcu i think he's gonna be like I don't know. He's going to be doing some stuff because I think he's a good director too. He was he did a really good job writing or directing and uh, acting in um, Before We Go. You got to check that out if you like uh, Lost in Translation. That's one to that's one to check out. I like that movie quite a bit. The end is kind of whatever, but it was good. Nope was really good. My hot take is that I wasn't super into Get Out. I don't know. It just wasn't really for me. It was well made, but I just didn't super love it. Everyone else loved it. I liked Us a little bit more. I thought Us was more interesting. I think it had more going on. I thought it was kind of a more interesting idea. And uh, so I was like, all right, well, here we're, we're going to see if uh, if I like him or not with Nope. Because, you know, right now it was one-to-one. And uh, I enjoyed Nope quite a bit. I love the cast. I love Steven Yeun. He's great. I love him and everything. I love him in Invincible. Oh, Invincible so good. <laughs> I don't like superhero stuff. Invincible is very good, though, and I'm an Invincible fanboy because it was written by Daddy Kirkman, my boy Robert Kirkman. <clears throat> but Nope was really good. I love the beginning. I love the fucking sitcom shit. Oh, it's so cool. It's such a cool idea with the UFO. Like, really. Like, if you've seen it, like, you know what I'm talking about. It's it's just neat. Uh, Bullet Train was solid. It was, uh, it, well, it was okay. Well, that, okay, well, that makes it sound bad, but it was good. I like these ensemble kind of, like, ridiculous action movies like that i think that's really cool i love the whole like backstory of everything and like how it's all, you're going all over the train i thought that was a lot of fun i thought the action scenes were really cool too it was like the first time i think i've ever liked aaron taylor johnson in anything <laughs> he was he was really good in that but i have not liked him in the past uh that one that one was good i i would check that one out again honestly prey was good if that's the one that i think it is prey yeah, that was cool. I thought that was an interesting take on like what to do with a uh, with that kind of franchise. I would watch like an alien kind of thing with that too. But then it's like, how do you end it? But then it's like, I don't know, just make it like a a standalone fucking thing. I don't know. Uh, but it was cool, and I d- I didn't love how they felt the need to like relate it to the rest of the movies because they kind of did that at the end. But I was like, why just make it like its own standalone thing? Like, who cares? Like the it was like I think it was like Native American kind of thing, yeah I think so, and uh, it's like them fighting an alien. I was like that's cool. That's all it needs to be, and I would watch something like that with um, with like the xenomorphs. But it's like again, it's like how do you do that? Because either like that's a total standalone thing where like eggs spread or whatever, or like I don't know. But I I like that a lot. Um, let's see here. Fall I wanted to see but I never got to it. Emily the criminal. That looked good. I didn't see it, but I like I've been liking what uh, Aubrey Plaza's been doing, like I was saying earlier. Uh ooh. Bro Beast with uh Idris Elba, Char Char Charlto Copley. Charlto Copley, that guy's cool. That was such a cool movie. 
I love that man versus nature shit like that. Like it's it's legitimately just Idris Elba versus a lion. That's all it needed to be. That's all it was. I was like, you know what? By the end of this movie, I want to see, I want to see Idris Elba fight a lion, and I'll be fucked if they didn't have end that movie with him one v oneing the evil lion. Holy shit, dude! It's so good. <laughs> like that's such a cool movie, and he just fucks that dude. The, they fuck each other up. It's crazy. You got to see it. Uh, I highly recommend. Uh, Clerks three was really good. I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. I uh, I've been a fan of his since I was <laughs> in high school. Um, and seeing Clerks three, Clerks three was good. It was a it was a tearjerker for me. It made me cry. I was in a weird place with it. Kind of did a lot for me personally, and I I, I liked it quite a bit. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Blonde looked really bad. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, it looked super just extreme like i hate this thing that modern media does where it's like we got to make it as extreme as possible it's it just doesn't work for me i don't love that it's like oh man it's got to be super hard we got to show everything like i don't know (laughs) don't worry darling was good i like that one a lot i like the cast i love the set the um production design with all the 50s stuff i thought the uh the reveal like the end uh, you know, no spoilers, but I thought that like that reveal and ending was like cool. It was like an interesting. It was like what I expected it, if I'm being honest. But like it, it was cool. It was like a, a new take on like what that is. So I mean, and that's all I can really ask for, I guess. Uh, at that point, oh, I wanted to see Tar. I heard Tar was really good uh, with Kate uh, Blanchett. That was uh, that was up for uh, a bunch of Oscars this year, I think. I'm sad I'm doing the podcast now. I would have loved to have talked about the uh, Oscars, made some predictions about it. But I'll say this, though, just since <clears throat> since we didn't get to it. Um, I think the Oscars are really good in a lot of ways to kind of expose a mainstream audience to a lot of movies that people might not have heard of or might not have had the opportunity to see. It's the same thing I was talking about with the uh, streaming earlier. But I think the Oscars are a good way. And I hate how everyone just wants like the really popular movies to be nominated. Like, bro... Spider-Man No Way Home for Best Picture. Are you fucking joking, dude? Like, seriously? No. No. It made all the money in the world and everyone saw it. Is is that not... Why is that not enough? Why does it need an Oscar? Does not deserve an Oscar. I prefer seeing shit like Tar or, like, stuff I might not have, like, heard of or seen a lot on, you know, being nominated so I can, like, see different shit. And I think that's cool. Um, The Oscars are stupid, but <laughs> I think that's a good... I think that's a good thing for... I think that's a good thing if I were to not be fully negative about it. Halloween ends. Heard was really mid. Yeah, they really just made these back to back to back, didn't they? Uh, t- All Quiet on the Western Front. I still haven't seen that, but I, I, I've been meaning to watch that with a buddy of mine. That looked really solid. I, who, who did that? Was that? Oh, no. I was thinking of They Will Not Be Forgotten or whatever that one that um, Peter Jackson did. Is that what it was? They will not be forgotten. Something like that. He did a World War One, but it was more like a documentary. I think this one was more, uh, more like uh, dramatized. I, I, I still really want to see. Um, God, I gotta see that. Sorry, I'm like thinking about all the shit that I want to see. Banshees of Inisherin. I heard that was really good. That was another one that I really wanted to see. Was that? Um, who was? Was that Brendan Gleeson? Yeah, it was. Okay. Oh my God. Uh, the guy to watch is uh, Barry Keoghan. I don't know how to say his name. Barry Keoghan. That guy's been, he's been sneaking into like a huge career. And he played the Joker in this new Batman universe in like the deleted scene or whatever. But like, and he was good. I don't know. I think 
Joker's just kind of in a weird place right now. But um, how crazy can he be? But I, he's good. And Barry Kilgan, he's a guy to watch. How old is this fool? I always think he's like a kid. He's like a baby, but he's got to be. Let's see. He's 30. Wow. I keep thinking he's way younger. But, yeah, no, he's 30. He's really good. You got to keep an eye out for that fool. Keep an eye out in your upcoming films for that fool because he's going to be the next big thing. I mean, he's already big, but it's like, dude, he's going to be like the next big thing. I heard After Sun was really good. I wanted to see that. I heard it was brutal. Um, Causeway. Oh, I wanted to see Causeway a lot. That seemed like a good, interesting. That was with uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Brian Tyree Henry. I think he, BTH. I think he got nominated for. Uh, I want to say he got nominated for an Oscar for that. Actually, he's really like coming up now, dude. Which is great. Oh, did oh man, I didn't know the Weird Al movie came out. Fuck, I wanted to see that with uh, Danny Radcliffe. Let's see. Oh, Pinocchio. I wanted to see. I saw about half of Wakanda Forever. Was not a fan. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Poker Face. Uh, is that what? I'm, that's not what I thought it was. Never mind. <laughs> a Christmas Story. Christmas was that the sequel they did? Why are they showing me this shit? Christmas Story. Christmas. That's so stupid. My thing is like, when do you think the time is gonna hit that? Um, when do you think the time is gonna hit? I'm saying that all weird. Um, when do you think that we're gonna run out of like nostalgia properties to like do these kind of fan service things for? It's like because it's like, hey, it's the original Christmas story, or it's like a sequel to Christmas Story with the original Ralphie. Hey, it's you know this with the original this. Are we gonna run out of those in my lifetime? I kind of hope so. I. I'm not saying everything needs to be brand new and everything needs to be original, but it's like, fuck, dude. Like, these nostalgia bait things are just like, please, can we please just keep it moving forward a little bit? Anyway, but shit, I didn't see. The menu was good. I thought, I'm going to put on my film guy hat again and say that I think the menu actually kind of had a lot to say as far as like uh, criticism, uh, the mind of an artist, um, why we do art in the first place. Uh, like I said, criticism, the way art is perceived. Uh, death of the artist I think I had a lot to say in a lot of different ways in that way and I found it fascinating and I thought the um, acting was out of control Rafe Fines, my lad yes chef just fucking I'll salute that fool I like Glass Onion a lot I just like uh, Ryan Johnson and I liked Last Jedi so I'm fucking cry about it uh, I think he's really cool I think he's really good at kind of crafting a mystery I didn't love it as much as uh, Knives Out <clears throat> I thought Knives Out was stronger overall Last Onion was kind of, I don't know, I, it's it wasn't bad. I think it was kind of put together a little strange, you know what I mean? I don't know. It was good, though. I enjoyed it a lot. I, I liked the mystery. I liked the um, some of the reveals. I liked how it ended. That was great. The Whale was good. So sad. God. I loved, God, I fucking love um, Brendan Fraser. Comeback of the century, man. We were watching uh, The Mummy, and uh, apparently the whole thing is, like, he did his own stunts because he thought that he needed to, like, I don't know, how does, like, he needed to stand out, and so he just wrecked his body doing that, and then he, like, disappeared for a while because of some bad shit that happened, and now he's back, and he fucking won an Oscar, and I love it, and he just seems so genuine. Like, I don't know him, obviously, but I just think he's so great, and The Whale was very good. I don't know if I'll ever watch it again, honestly, because it is very sad. Because you're literally just watching a nice enough guy uh, die over the course of a week. So I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. But it was very powerful stuff. 
I'd love to see the play. I'll bet the play is great. I didn't know it was based on a, pe- a play, honestly, either. Avatar The Way of Water can eat my ass, aside from Sam Worthington getting some work. I love seeing that. Puss in Boots The Last Wish. <coughs> Very good. I thought that was a really excellent movie, honestly. It's weird thinking about the fact that it's in the same universe as Shrek, but I thought it was very good, really good standalone on its own. I thought the, I thought some of the characters were annoying, and I thought some of the messaging was a little preachy, but I liked it a lot. It was a good adventure. It was a lot of fun. It ended in, bizarrely, it ended <laughs> weirdly specifically, uh, similarly to how I imagine One Piece will end. Um. If, you, if you've seen both, uh, give it a watch. I'd love to hear uh, input on that. Man, and that's it. Let's see what the highest grossing film of this last year was. I'm willing to bet it was... Uh, I'll bet Black Adam's in the top 10. Come on, let's see. Okay. Top Gun Maverick, yes. Okay, so Top Gun Maverick was number one, made $718 million. I like looking at box office grosses, personally. I like this kind of stuff. I think it's interesting like that versus like the budget and seeing how much it like actually made, I think is really cool. So Top Gun Maverick made 700 million beat out the way of water, which is amazing, which only made 680 million. Then Wakanda forever, Dr. Strange, Jurassic world. God, God. Oh, number 10 was Puss in Boots. That's cool. All right. Well, yeah, that's every movie that I've seen, uh, since, uh, the last podcast, (laughs) Not not including this year, because like I said, I'll do the uh, end of the year roundup and we'll uh, save my thoughts on uh, this year for film uh, for the end of the year. But yeah, <clears throat> hey, it was a long podcast. It was a long time coming. I hope uh, hope you had an hope you had a good time. <laughs> it's like a day, just like yeah. I hope it, I just hope you. Uh, so follow up question: Do you like me? Uh, no. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, we'll be doing this. I don't know when this is going to be going up, but uh, I'm hoping maybe I can like record a couple, have them ready to go, maybe shoot out two, maybe do a double release for the uh, the comeback. You know, I don't know. We'll see. Um, how did I always end these? Oh, uh, if you want to email the podcast, uh, say it again pod at gmail.com, S A Y I T A G A I N at gmail.com. If you want to say what up, Share your thoughts on anything we've been talking about. I'd love to hear some thoughts, some of your thoughts on movies. If you, uh, if you're interested, um, you can also leave voice memos somehow on this uh, podcast. It's been so long since I've done a podcast that uh, fucking Anchor uh, got turned into Spotify for podcasters. Which I don't know. I would have just called it Anchor, a Spotify, whatever you know. But whatever. I'm not in charge. Um, there's a way to leave like voice memos, I think, still. So hey, if you want to do that, check it out. Um, honestly, or don't do it at all. I just uh, if you've been listening this long, I've been going for about two hours now. Uh, if you've been listening this long, I appreciate you. Um, and uh, we got some fun stuff coming. I think it'll be fun. I'm I'm excited to be back back podcasting, and I uh, I appreciate you so much for listening. Anyway, that's gonna do it for me this time, folks. Uh, my name is Anthony Kane, and I hope you'll join us again next time when we say it again. <laughs>